0: You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists.
1: Hello, welcome to another Retro Review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purists. My name is Ryan, alongside Jeff. It's a trios match this time around. We have joining us uh, the founder of the Davey Richards Jerk Squad. Uh, yes. Um, also coined the phrase the last time he was on here. <laughs> uh, that would be dick with shoulders. Uh, Nathan Jones, <laughs> baby. <laughs> We're Coming back from wrestling ruined, it is Travis Lassner. Uh,
2: thanks. Thank you, guys. i glad to be back. Uh, had a blast last time. And let's see what I can coin this time because there's a lot of shit stuff on this show i'm just gonna tell you right off the bat it is not good unless you like vince russo booking from 2000
0: this is this is this is an inside job if you ask me
2: <laughs> it is god-awful i felt like i was watching nitro on acid oh, pretty much yeah, yeah, we're getting okay. jobbed here But uh, <laughs> this is what i live for though i live for the crap so this is I guess this is the so, best
0: before we get into the show <laughs> you know i just said before we get into the show you watch this whole card and i and i'm sticking to this it's like like is vince mcmahon like watching vince russo like watching it i mean i know he didn't watch this pay-per-view but like you know is he sitting back watching this pay-per-view like knowing that you know like he sent russo over there to submarine this thing you know is he, is he looking like yeah like mr burns like x you know just like yeah that's right bury this but, thing into the ground
2: there is a good good chance that's what happened like, take the money and yep. run, Vince. Just go take them out for me. No one's, gonna want, no one's going to want to keep this ship, even though you're doing better written than AEW does now. <laughs> um, Shot fired so, right off the bat. <laughs>
3: I love
1: it. I totally Everyone love who hasn't it. caught on yet or hasn't seen us on social media for a while, we are talking about Slambery 2000. This was in May uh, from the Kemper Arena in kansas city missouri obviously kemper arena most famous for um the uh, the unfortunate tragedy that was the death of owen hart um there's a spot on this card uh that wcw gets a little bit of heat for uh but fun fact wcw was already sold by this point um yep. it, 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 it was already sold to, to, to wwf to vince mcmahon um Obviously, there were the logistics, and then we got what would happen when Shane went down to, you know, Panama and would, you know, say, ah, it says McMahon, but it's me. All that bullshit. Um, So, we are coming off of the heels of our new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Rocking that big gold belt is Officer Dewey himself. That would be David Arquette.
2: Uh, Um. I'm going to go ahead and just take this here. That was the one of the worst decisions ever in pro wrestling. I get why they did it. They're trying to tie it into ready to rumble. They're trying to get mainstream, all this stuff. I mean, they even have him say he doesn't deserve to be champion on like the Thunders and Nitros leading up oh, to gosh. it. Mm-hmm. But it is the worst idea uh, they probably ever had um, next to putting the belt on Vince Russo, which was just as terrible. Um but yeah, David Arquette as the champion was just like a laughing stock, and the, everyone knew it was just a tie into the movie. Like it wasn't meant yeah. for anything but that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. There's there's Russo, there's David Arquette or David Arquette and Russo. You can swap them one and
2: two, and then bring it in third is the Yette. If the yette. <laughs>
3: <Ooh>. <laughs>
2: well, at least the saving grace with David Arquette is he did give all of his winnings or all of his money he made to the Owen Hart you know foundation and stuff so there was a shining light at the end of that but people don't ever talk about that they just talk about him being champion in one of the sure. stupidest angles ever leading up to when they were hot potato in the title more than freaking the TNT titles being hot potato now like it's it's crazy like I don't I, I don't know how many times it changed within six months but like one week DDP's champ next week David Arquette's champ next week yep. Jeff Jarrett's champ next week Booker T's champ rick flair's champ like there was no rhyme or reason to what they were doing
0: 24 7 title
2: they were trying to crack crash crash tv to get ratings essentially and it backfired on them
0: yeah and we're
1: and we're coming off the heels here of last month's spring stampede which um if you've never seen spring stampede 2000 it is a bunch of tournaments for vacant championships because on on April 10th a very infamous episode of Nitro um, Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff the whole roster's out there um, in the ring at ringside we're vacating all the belts <laughs> this is eight oh uh, this is 6 days before pay-per-view no. <laughs> and, you know we're just going to vacate everything we're
2: good that that tells you that they had no plan long-term for anything because they literally crapped on a pay-per-view six days before it. Like if you had any fans excited for matches, I don't even know what the matches were going in the spring stampede 2000, but like, would you be more excited for matches that they have built to, to that point? Or would you have been excited for some random ass tournaments they're about to do for no reason? Like I would have said, why don't you wait until the nitro after the pay-per-view Mm-hmm. And then do the hard reboot and then build yourself, do your tournaments until you get to the finals for your next pay-per-view. Like there's no, I don't know. Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff were like the perfect storm of shit. And they just well, crapped because, all over WCW and that vagina logo. So,
0: Well, it's 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 like AEW now when there's nobody to rein in, you know, any, you know, well, we'll just book it because it'll be funny. There's nobody to stop anybody from doing anything. You know, we can do whatever you want
2: here. And, and I get, they were just, the analogy is, you know, throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks, but you can't just like openly strip all your champions and then make it half of them. Half those guys didn't even make it to the finals for the next championships. Like, I don't even think Sid appears again for a long time. And he was the champion at the time they strip him with the belts. Mm -hmm, He's not even on this pay-per-view or mentioned at all. Th-
0: they're throwing it against the wall to see what it sticks, and then they're throwing it against a fence. They're throwing oh, yeah. it against a fence here.
2: A chain link fence just right through it.
0: Yeah, yeah. whatever's left, with we'll, we'll, little pieces that are
2: left, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's it's awful.
1: So Jeff Jarrett goes over DDP at Spring Stampede. He is he is the new heavyweight champion. Um, that's until not the next Nitro, the following Nitro. Uh, DDP wins it back in a steel cage, and then the next night on Thunder, uh, this is the fucking logic we're dealing with with this with this kind of episode. It's a mixed, so it's a it's a tag match. So you have Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff, and it's taking on David Arquette and Diamond Dallas Page. Now, the rule was whoever scores the fall. Is the new champion, which means whoever pins who is the the new champion. Yeah. And (laughs) David Arquette pins Eric Bischoff. And then Diamond Dallas Page, who was the defending champion, just lost his title, is in the ring celebrating with David Arquette as he's staring at this big gold, beautiful belt, just dumbfounded, you know, like he's on the set of Scream trying to figure out what life is and it, it was and you have tony Schiavone trying to put this thing over just you know <laughs> god bless him I,
2: but just I, the people who haven't watched this show just need to go back and watch the cutscenes to the table between matches and see how much tony Schiavone just wants to end it all like during the yeah. show like he's like i hate my yes. life i hate mark madden scott hudson Not you're mark a douche madden. like just get out of my way like i mean tony Schiavone. Who is looking slim and trim here, with a nice haircut and a tan? But he can't save this show <laughs> at all. And,
0: and and like you said, I've never Diamond Dallas Page. I've ne- and it's not his fault. He's doing what he's told to do. But I've never seen someone so excited to lose. Like I just, <laughs> well, I I just lost, and like, you he's know, just
2: he's just lost, and he's had his wife openly like leave him and yeah. cheat on him with Eric Bischoff in the ring. But he's like cool david arquette you're the champ yeah i'm so glad
0: you're a champion like it was like the same like the same feel like when you know they 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 beat you know well they they got the belt back from nwo it was like oh yeah like we we turned the tide like he was like cheering like they won some battle or some war or something
2: stupid don't don't even get me started on the the, the whole millionaires club new blood i mean I, i'm wow, sure we'll talk about so that dumb. in the show but like you pretty much kill effectively kill every angle you have going between top stars put them all in a mishmash group and then you put all these other guys that you deem the future and put them in a new blood group and half those guys should have been in the millionaires club instead of in the new blood like buff bagwell you can't tell me he hasn't been in the freaking companies since 92 93 and he's not supposed to be part of millionaires club he's the future of the company just go ahead and just pull your fucking life support off and just close the doors because buff bagwell sucks and like there's just nothing no way if fans or butts about it he's not uh-huh. someone that can carry a company He, he's not he sucks
1: i mean that's why he only had one match in wwf for the wcw title and then they didn't even offer him a contract they but he's just like a, to get
2: him out. He's like a three-time rookie of the year, though. Because they didn't have anybody else to give it to.
1: Marcus Marcus Alexander bat Bagwell, way better than Buff than Buff Bagwell.
2: So. Stars and Straps, baby. American yeah. Mills, let's go. Mm.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um a, there's a lot to get to, so we're just jumping right in now. Um, so we get the recap of Thunder. Um, immediately setting up the Great American Bash in June. We're currently in May, getting ready to start a pay per view. If this were in the middle of the card, then 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 yeah, I mean you have to build for it. But we haven't even gotten through this one, and you're
0: advertising for well, the next one already. They're already telling you that this this one is dead. it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're already telling you like, hey, hey, look here. Yeah, uh, now look here.
2: Yeah. And they're also telling you, whatever happens in Ric Flair's match, he's still going to challenge for the world title. Doesn't matter if he wins or loses, Mm -hmm. he's going to challenge for the world title, which is fucking stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's just stupid. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and it's especially stupid after they cut his hair, shaved his head, and, you know, I'm just saying all the way up to this point, made him look like he wasn't Ric Flair at this point anymore. He was just uh, a shell of himself. Yeah, Yeah, because they ruined him.
2: He's not even, he's not even like, I know we're, I'm going to jump ahead here, but in this, in this show, he's wrestling in dockers and a black shirt. He's not even wearing his robe. Like he's got on like penny loafers. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. At least if you're in the millionaires club, maybe dress like it, maybe show up in your robe, be like the man Be be the nature boy. But he doesn't like it's, it's, it's pitiful. This whole show is just pitiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, not, to, not to bury the show. I want everybody to listen to the podcast, but it's going to yeah. be fun. It's going to be fun here because it's going to be a lot of talking about how bad it is. Yeah. So we see the Millionaire's Club come in on a bus,
1: right? There's one problem with this. So I guess the pre-show um, had them cutting promos in in the arena. So they were all in the arena, left. um, Either they were just sitting in the back or they actually got on a bus and then got back off the bus to give the illusion that they're here now. And so yeah. we covered, oh my gosh, it was, I think it, I think it was Super Brawl Revenge, Jeff, it was in 2001 or whatever the Super Brawl was that year. But yeah. it's, it's, a huge, it's a huge continuity thing where it's like, oh, we just saw these guys at ringside, but now they're in the back and they're cutting a promo and they're not sweaty. They're not, you know, like they just had a match. Like, they're just guys just standing there.
0: What are we doing? And this is my biggest, again, I've said this a million times on the show. This is my pet peeve as like a wrestling mark. I'm not one of those guys that wants to like book and have his own little booking show and do all that. No, I don't care about that. It's the wrestling one-on-one, like the nuts and bolts of things. Like, I hate when things are filmed wrong. I hate when things are done in the wrong order. I hate, like, this odd continuity. Like, and again, I get on them a lot but because I do. Like, this show kind of reminded me of, like, er, of AEW and, like, early, early AEW. Like, some of the, like, we'll get into it. But, like, some of the matches, certain camera angles, it's like, well, why are you filming that from there? You know, or like you said. Why are they on the bus, but off the bus? Or, like, they, they cut it not this show, but other shows we watch. They cut a promo in the back, and it's broad daylight outside. And then, like, later on, we have a street fight, like, one match later or, you know, right before they walk in, and it's pitched black outside.
2: Well, it's like, like – like, sh- Did you
0: not edit this
2: stuff? Like, yeah, nope. and it's, it's like in this show, too, like, skipping ahead again, but, like, Vince Russo runs out of the arena one time and tries to get in this bus that he saw come into the arena at the beginning of the show that he knows is the Millionaires Club's bus. He goes in the bus and surprised to see Lex Luger standing there. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like you watch them come in (laughs) on the bus and like, oh, I don't know whose bus this is. Let me try to run into it. Like you're, that's fucking stupid. Then he runs back and gets in a car that's waiting for him. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like why run to the bus? I mean, I get you're trying to, whatever the thing with Liz is, but like, there's no, make there's no sense to it. Anybody watching it would be like, what was that about? Like, that's stupid. Like that was just, that was just a spot for a spot to get to a spot. That's all it was. Just basic things, just basic things. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not an
0: editor or anything like that, but just continuity, editing, like, what the hell?
3: Seriously.
1: <laughs> well, we get Tony Giovanni, Scott Hudson, and everybody's boil on their ball sack, Mark Madden. Fuck Mark, Mark, Madden. Mark Madden. There we go. Yeah, uh, opening, opening match, and typically it's a barn burner because it's for the Cruiserweight title, it is Chris Candido uh, with um, everybody's <laughs> favorite um, person. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Tammy Lynn. Um, he is defending against the artist. Uh, might know him better as Prince Ikea. Um, and with and with now WWE Hall of Famer Paisley. Uh, Who would have
2: ever thought that at that time? Jesus Christ!
1: Uh, wasn't 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 she with? Uh wasn't she with Kiwi right after this?
2: Yeah, at the end she's with uh Kiwi, Kiwi, Kiwi. yeah. Right there at the end. She started out as a nitro girl. Like mm-hmm. I think her name was Storm, I want to say, maybe it was. I can't oh, I can't remember, remember. I think it was. But I, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah.
1: This match. Stormy, mm. right? Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah. Uh who for wants to uh draw the short straw here? Go right ahead. I,
2: I will go first. Um, yeah. match, match, uh, didn't even start. And Mark Madden says, Uh, things I love about wrestling, cruiserweight action, and hot tramps. That all that tells you all you need to know about Mark Madden. He's he's trash, and I i yep. hate his commentary style. He so sucks, and like he tries to cheer for the heels during this show, but then he goes back on that sometimes and mm-hmm. and like gives the baby face credit and i'm like you're not bobby heenan stop trying to be bobby heenan you you are terrible um mm-hmm. mark madden just he, he's bottom three announcers of all time for me like i, I don't understand how he had a job um uh-huh. and then you got tammy lynn trying to be sunny from 96 at the beginning of this match like doing a strip tease and the drug bloat is in her face and you can't even she doesn't even look as hot as she used to. Like, I mean, she looks yep. like she is cracked out in the ring there. And, and you also know she's going to lose her dress in this match because she's got on like uh, nude color underwear and stuff. And you can see, th- see it through the back of the dress. So, you know, something's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. in WCW position her on the other side of the freaking ring. So you can't see that. Don't give me a dead giveaway. That stuff's going to happen. Um, the match itself actually started out pretty good. Like, I mean, they were doing okay. And then it was like botchamania come botchamania live or something like oh every, my God. they, they mess up a power bomb. Um, <clears throat> they mess up the finish to the match. Um, the music freaking plays. Um, and then they have to, then he says it's a two count. He gets back out and then they have to finish the match. And it's all weird. Like and a the continuing theme of this show is like interference, in every match brawling outside every match like and it starts here like and i don't know how many nut shots we have this show but there's two in this <laughs> year, two in this match um paisley sh- shouldn't be interfering in matches and doing things no sonny shouldn't have even been on the show because he's <laughs> drugged out and i feel bad for chris candido because he's better than that like i mean his yeah. ecw stuff is great oh. um e- even his stuff as skip and wwf wasn't bad like i mean he had a shit gimmick don't get me wrong but um, mm-hmm. He's a member of the Triple Threat. The dude can go, but, like, I just feel yeah. like Ikea's puffy shirt weighed him down or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I never liked Prince Ikea. I never understood why. I think he was TV champ one time in, like, 97, and I never understood why he was TV champ. He he should have went back. He should have stayed with the puka shells and the little man bun. Shouldn't have, yeah. I, I hated this gimmick, too, because he had no charisma to pull it off. This gimmick was given to him, but he was the most dull and boring guy to give this gimmick to.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really good gimmick because I mean it's obviously a prince ripoff, mm-hmm. but, but you just picked the wrong guy to do it. It, it, it was, uh, it, it's it's the perfect bad gimmick to give somebody uh, that that you want to try out, but you don't want it to be like higher than like the lower mid card. Like you yeah. don't want it to get involved with like your uh, you know your. your triple stack cage cage match or millionaires club and like new blood like you don't want to get involved in that you just wanted to be there to see how people were going to react and it, it,
2: it didn't work and you know the other thing I, for, I forgot to point out these are two guys that are members of the new blood so you have two guys in the new blood wrestling each other during a feud between the Ugh. new blood and the millionaires club tell me how that makes any sense for what they're trying to do like it it doesn't it's stupid
0: jeff oh it you're 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 absolutely right it's one candido is a million dollars he's really good he's probably one of my like like you're doing like ecw underrated guys he can wrestle his ass off um and like travis said there's run-ins there's it's just all over the place it looks like they were trying to set the indoor record on like most botches you know like how bad can we just muck up a show you know it's just it's all over the place Mm -hmm. like like you said the the outfit's not working the gimmick's not working can you know now have to slap in the face then because you're making him you're dragging him down with with this stuff this gimmick's not bad uh i mean look at velveteen dream minus the stuff that he did but i'm saying like just the actual gimmick if you have some charisma like you can get it over it worked i mean that's a little bit different than this but it's kind of you know it started off as the same thing um yeah yeah,
2: it's
3: just the whole the whole sunny
2: ending too like they're trying to they're trying to rip off WWF 96 they're trying to build sunny get that steam back on sunny and it's just not there man like she she when she opened her mouth and she sounded like she'd been on a crack bender for like three days. Like I was just like, Nope, I'm done. I like, she could be as hot as she wants to be, but she sounds like she has been smoking for three days and now showed up to the show half lit. So yeah, not good. Uh, And thankfully she wouldn't be with the company for too much longer either. (laughs) I think
1: it was, um, they had a really brief feud with crowbar and Daphne and then that was it. She was out. Good riddance. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, just uh, a really sloppy match. Uh, no real, no real chemistry. No real goal. It seems like one of those matches um, where you know they go to like the Booker and it's like, okay, well, we're gonna have Chris Candido win. Uh, go ahead and figure shit out yourself. And then they just kind of both look look at each other and it's and it's like that Spider Man meme where there's two of them and they're both staring at each other like this. It's like yep. neither one knows what the fuck they're doing. And then th- this this is what we get we get a we get a false finish, and then we get the actual finish. Candida retains, by the way, in case you're curious. Um, and then after the match, we get a low blow, and then as uh, so graciously predicted, uh, Tammy gets her dress ripped. So,
3: yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Freaking saw it from a mile away, and I hadn't watched this pay per view probably and. In- I'd say at least 10 years, and I, I was like, yep, dress is coming off. She's got on that uh, colored bra and stuff. It's coming off. Like, that's that's all she was good for at that point. Like, not trying to disparage Sonny. I mean, I guess I am, but, like, no. Like, she is as useless in WCW at this time as Ryback is in life now. So, that's just uh, one man's opinion, though.
1: So, before our next match, we get the description of the main event cage match. And uh, this is a tie in a ready to rumble, but WCW put their own spin on it, okay. Which, fine. Um, we're told that um, one cage would be a hardcore cage, and then one would be a guitar cage, which, okay, dumb again. Sure, why not? Fucking gimmick, after me- gimmick after
2: gimmick after gimmick
1: just throw snakes up there why don't you I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes in my motherfucking cage <laughs>
2: well, um, and this cage is a rip off of the like the was it tower of doom cage match from oh, like I... 88 uh, yeah. something I think it's like the road warriors versus the varsity club or something mm. at least that match um, had some steam behind it but like oh yeah you know, yeah like this, that, this and that, that match whole... wasn't good but this match is worse
1: yeah yep oh don't forget um <laughs> don't forget the one we got at uh the one we got at Slamboree. oh god
2: i think it's uncensored 96
1: uncensored 996 that's the one i'm thinking of the alliance and, to
2: end hulkamania yep you got yep. z gangster and i think the it was the solution. ultimate solution and they had to to change his name because they called him The Final Solution and didn't realize that that was the Holocaust at the time. (laughs) This tells you all you need to know about WCW. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh. Um, All right, well, we've got a hardcore title match coming up next. Um, We get this video package of Terry Funk just constantly getting his ass kicked. Um, And I... I gotta tell you, I didn't I didn't laugh at this match um because it was funny. I laughed at it because it was so fucking bad. And look, Norman finally has a partner in this spoiler alert. Um <laughs> it's Ralph is dressed as a catcher.
2: And, yeah. And Martin uh, Madden makes the whole joke that Oh, Ralph, Ralphus is the catcher and, uh, Norman Smiley's the pitcher. Big so, wiggle, baby. Yeah. yeah. Got that, uh, got that gay joke in for him. And that uh, was not yeah. good.
1: Yeah. to pile on the Mark Madden shit. It, it, it just feels like he was trying to be G- a little too much. Jerry, the King law. He's trying
2: to be a shock jock as a wrestling mm-hmm. commentator. Yeah. That's, that's the best probably way to work. put it.
0: He, he, he's trying yeah, to be howard and, stern he's, that's yeah, really what yeah. he's trying to be yeah it's perfect yeah that's yep that's a perfect example and in this w this iteration WCW, i mean he has the green light to do and say whatever the hell he wants so that's why he's just up there just blasting like just saying you know all types of shit because i mean who's you know who's gonna reign him in uh, nobody
2: and I, I crapped on scott hudson earlier i mean that guy was actually a fan of wrestling like he he legitimately tried to call the matches but when you're sitting there with martin madden doing that you really you you can't you can't call it like it should be called and then tony Schiavone at this point is pretty much given up he's just there to direct the direct the show that's pretty much it um i and i'll i'll be honest with you i love norman smiley norman smiley is a uh is like a guilty pleasure of mine from uh this time in wcw but the whole him doggy styling uh (laughs) Terry Funk in this match and then having uh Ralphus do the same thing was just like, that was a little bit too much for me, especially with a guy like Terry Funk, who is bona fide wrestling royalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't treat him that way. Um, sadly, no. but um, he was, he was just a joke figure for them. But uh, I, I, I love Norman Smiley, but some of this got to be just over the top, ridiculous, like should have never been in a wrestling ring. Um, Terry Funk, as legitimate he, as he is, he couldn't, he couldn't save it either. Like he's, he's stuck in a bad situation, but what do you do? Guy needs a paycheck, I guess. Um, yeah. But he, he was doing moves he shouldn't have been doing. Like, I I think there's one spot where he drops Norman on his head. Um, Ralphus is in there. So you already know that's he's not going to be able to do anything The his garbage can shots were some of the worst. His, his garbage can shots were worse shots than Hogan using a steel chair. Like he was just like Tink. Tink well you got to sell and,
0: it yeah, yeah and then again it sucks it's, Terry Falk is one of my top five wrestlers one of, my, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time and again he's doing this type of stuff and like you said I, I get the man needs a paycheck but you know it's safe to say like you said he shouldn't be dropping he shouldn't be doing pile drivers and this that, and the other and then Norman Smiley at one point like goes to kick him and completely misses him it's just it's just a. Do you see yeah. more?
2: Of, you see more Ralphus than you ever needed to see in this show.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so bad.
0: yeah. Norman's ass fine. and everything. Norman's Molly's fine, and Terry Funk's fine, but the two guys that should be wrestling each other, like, mm. yeah,
2: ever, ever, screaming Norman though, like that yell that still makes me laugh. Going so back and watch this stuff, uh, it's just I think they, it was, it's one of those things where it's way too overbooked. They did way too much stuff that they shouldn't have done Um, if they'd have made it probably a little bit more serious. I mean, it probably, it probably, it would have been a lot better, but it just, the hardcore title on WCW was a joke. The only Mm -hmm. reason they did it is because WWE had one and it got over and they wanted to, and also to steal more of ECW's thunder at the time, which I'm no ECW fan like the you know, all the weapons and stuff's just not my cup of tea, but they, they just went over the top with it in WCW to the point it was laughable. Like you didn't even want to watch those matches. Yep.
1: Yeah. The, and let's not, ma- let's not, this, this whole concept of having a, of Norman Smiley having a partner makes no sense because until he's revealed, like you have Ralph is just standing there watching Norman Smiley get pinned. Get attacked, and he's just standing there, just kind of watching what's going on, and he's and he's having to kick out at too, and he's just standing there, not trying to help his partner or anything, just just let just letting it ride.
2: Yeah, because yeah. he's expecting he's expecting Ralphus to save him, and Ralphus isn't a wrestler. Like he, this is the most wrestling he ever did. Like he had a couple spots where he got in Jericho's matches with Perry Saturn and stuff, but like yeah. it was just. Perry Saturn pretty much hit him and he fell out of the ring or something, or he mm-hmm. stripped his clothes off and he had a dress on. Um, yeah. You could tell Vince Russo is a huge fan of Ralphus and he's trying to find a spot for him. He thinks it's going to be a pop, but the f- fans shit all over it. Like they didn't care. It was Ralphus. like, they were just like, nope. meh when mm-hmm. he came out.
1: Yeah. Um, and then there's one line that Tony Schiavone just blows my mind. And it's, it's that it's that, you know, they're brawn backstage and they and they and they get to gorilla, and he says, "How will we know how to get to, to the ring?" God, what? <laughs>
2: it's it, he's given up. It, it's like on oh. his, his podcast used to say, "It's a coffin on roller skates. It's all downhill. You know, like you're just waiting for the end at this point."
1: Yeah, um, <sighs> Terry. <laughs> yeah, Terry. Uh, Terry Funk wins. Um, <sighs>
2: uh but does he really
1: yeah does he really um
2: you,
0: you
2: you think this match
0: is bad What do we get to the next one
1: well um <laughs> jeff i guess last question before we move on is this a match
0: i i was just about to say this 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 is the this is the point to show where we asked is this the match um uh, i guess uh,
2: uh, I mean, it had, it had a, it had a bell and it had a, it had a one, two, three. So I guess it yeah, costs two something.
1: But there's a lot of these where we sit and we talk about these every week and you look at cards and, you know, you watch these matches and you look at them and you're like, did that happen? Like, is this even like a match? Yeah. it had a bell and a bell, but like what, what just happened?
2: You like, can't tell me that anyone in the year 2000 looked at this pay-per-view and it's like, you know what? I'm gonna order that pay-per-view for that Terry Funk Norman Smiley match. That shit's gonna be a barn burner. You can't tell me that anybody <laughs> said that. Or Prince Ikea and Chris Candido. I know well, it was like like no.
0: It just it just goes to show you again like what we always say, the star power of wrestling, how it's how it's never gonna be bigger than it's been here or was because the place is packed. You know, mm-hmm. like it's packed for the game. I'm sure a bunch of people bought this. It's just at this time, people love wrestling.
2: It still was. You still uh, had Hulk Hogan. You still had the names there to pull them in, yeah, at least.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. This this stuff is the drizzling shits, but yeah, you know. Uh.
1: Um, I will say that this had a point one four buy rate that uh, that equals out at the time to about sixty five thousand Guys. Uh, um, up to this point. Um, Uncensored to, uh, 2000 was yep. was lower than that. And Jared and the, Sid, I think. Yeah. And before that, uh, it was Battle Bowl 93. <laughs> oh, God. God, Battle Bowl.
2: That is the worst concept. Concept. That was
1: actually our first episode on this show, actually. Oh, my
2: God. It was,
1: it was good old Battle Bowl
0: 93. I, I um, imagine. Imagine not remember remembering remembering and being pumped it to do the first before. episode, and then just getting <laughs> being hammered by the actual show.
1: God, yeah, it's it's it's. Absolutely I'd
0: rather amazing. I'd rather hammer my nuts to a board than Dude. than watch Battle Bowl ninety three.
2: Ba- Battle, yes. Battle Bowl, Battle is a terrible concept. Um, the whole lethal lottery and all that stuff is just so stupid. Um, Battle Bowl is bad, but uh, Great American Bash ninety one is. I still say that's their worst pay per view of all time, which you got to take into account some of this two thousand stuff. But man, early WCW like ninety three was kind you of got a the, good year, a sleeper year. But that pay per view is terrible. Battle Bowl no 93 no, is terrible. no oh, 93 yeah, is a sleeper year. Believe me yeah mm. yeah
0: ninety three is a sleeper year. That's when you get the Harlem Heat. Where were they Kane? No, where were they Kane and Kane? Cole?
2: Kane and Cole. Kane.
0: Yeah yeah. So they're Kane and Cole, and then it wasn't Shavani. It was somebody else. Jim they're Ross. Like, oh, Ross is like Cole's got to go to the ring, and then like someone's like, Kane. "Well, I think that I think it's Kane," and then someone's like, "Well, <laughs> one of them." I'm like, "Oh, jeez!" Like, there we go. Ooh. That's,
2: that's like the Blue Brothers in '95. Vince McMahon just gives up hope. He's like, "One of the brothers is in the ring." I don't know which yep. one.
1: Um, it's funny talking about by uh, talking about buy rate. Um, the highest buy rate for 2000 was actually Spring Spring Stampede. Uh, <laughs> 0.25 buy rate, about 115,000 people. That was the highest for the year. And that was a pay per view six days after they vacated everything.
2: I guess it popped a buy rate because everybody wants to see what was going to happen. But I can't believe it had a better buy rate than like Starcade and stuff like that. At least Starcade was supposed right. to be their biggest show of the year. Starcade
1: oh. 2000.11 buy rate for
0: 50,000 buys. Well, that's because they killed it.
2: Yep. Uh,
1: lowest in WWE his- history, other than Greed. But
0: <laughs> oh God, just, just Stop stop saying it. <laughs> uh.
1: Um well let's talk about David, David Arquette a little bit. Um we get this we get this cutaway where he arrives a half hour in into the show and he says he has his own money, so he's not with the Millionaires Club, um, which is a fucking stupid concept. Because that's not what they're telling you. The Millionaires Club is on night on on Nitro and Thunder, um, and they're they're treating this very seriously. Like him being their world champion,
2: they are trying. <laughs> they almost make him out to be a heel, though. Like some of the stuff he says here oh. is kind of hillish, like that he's not. Not in the millionaires club because he's already got the money, he doesn't need to be associated with them kind of stuff. It's like foreboding for what's about to happen, and yeah,
3: it's yeah, he's stupid.
0: He's he's wearing all black, he's got like black sunglasses on, and like you said, he's talking like he's uh, like he's the biggest heel in the world, you know. I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? Like, so he just overnight went from like you know, the underdog, oh, look, look how like wow, it's amazing, he actually won, to like all of a sudden, he is
2: you know, a badass. Like wh- wh- when did this happen? If anybody needed a script in wrestling, it was probably him. He How could not he? cut a promo to save his life. He goes from the guy that doesn't want the title wants to give it up to the guy that now he thinks he deserves to be champion and he's got all the money. So you got to follow him because he's a champ. It makes no, no sense. This is WCW booking at its finest. Um really <laughs> Jeff,
1: you seem real excited to talk about this (laughs) next match. Uh, This is uh, Kurt Hennig taking on the perfect one, on Stasiak, also known as Meat,
0: a member of PMS. (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, Jeff, go ahead.
2: I think he's got choked up here for a second. A little bit. Okay, sorry.
0: Every time I, every time I see him, uh, it just for whatever reason, the the Planet Stasiak just it gets me every time. <laughs> Where he runs into like
2: everything, trying to attack people. Oh, uh, God. Um, <sighs> it,
0: again, like, is this a match? You know, like Stasiac looks like a million dollars, but you know it's not. You know it's not real because he's going to get. Well, I can take it back. He's not awful, but it's just i don't understand the booking in the sense of you know you can't mix oil and water you know you can't mix like the certain things that don't go together but these these matches like you can get a by, you can get by with uh, not a lazy match but uh, you know like not as many spots and here and here but they put they're putting guys together that just shouldn't be wrestling each other ever no like no. so they, uh, so, you, you got a guy that can't lead or follow. And so, you put them together, and then you, you put together two different styles of wrestling styles, and it's just bad. It's just awful. Like,
3: uh,
0: and we'll get into later matches where some guys know better and they're blown up, but we'll get into that later, too. Well, but
3: in,
2: in my opinion on this match, is I agree with Jeff here. That this is two guys that shouldn't have even been together. And the commentary does this match no favors either because like they miss spot after spot. They don't call things. Um, they brawl again outside. Mm-hmm. Um perfect or Kurt Henney slaps a referee, doesn't get disqualified. I guess that's part of the new WCW is like the way they try mm-hmm. to cover it up. But then like he loses <laughs> he loses to meet with the perfect plex but they totally missed the whole spot where he's supposed to hit his head on the turnbuckle or the ring post when he gets slingshotted in, they don't call it. And then he gets beat. And then it's just like up, Kurt Hinton lost clean in the middle of the ring. Like you didn't save him at all by saying that. Um, and then, then he no sells the perfect place. Anyway, he starts to get up and then the ref's like, maybe you should stay down a second. And then he like just lays back down and grabs his head. And it's like, they never talk about him hitting the turnbuckle um mark madden is all about like calling him the perfect one and i think on the thunder before this like stasiak is recreating all the things mr perfect did in wwf Mm -hmm. like trying to show he's perfect out of nowhere like there's been no build to that like it's this match is stupid like it it makes kurt henning look terrible like Mm -hmm. you could tell he did not give a shit he didn't not care
0: well what, what that's the thing. Him by himself is great. I mean he can wrestle his ass off. But he don't care. He he, he he's out here working with this this with, with this guy and he's just like, hell well, I don't give a damn. Like, you know, what, what's it matter? He's just he's just getting a paycheck. Ah, Perfect Plex is my favorite wrestling move of all time. I love it to death. And again, I might I might knock in Kurt Henning. Like I said, he just decided, hell, well, you know, this place is going down anyway, so I go go out here and get a paycheck. And it, it, it just it just looks bad.
2: He, Bad. he, you could, he just did not care. Like, I mean, no. he, he could have, he didn't bump for the bump for Stasiak. He didn't do anything to try to put this guy over to try to help him out. Anything like the matches, the drizzling shits, like you, it's not, it's not good. It's not. I mean, I, I don't know where a bright spot in this show is, but we hadn't hit it yet.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> it's, 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 it's coming in a little bit for me. Um, I feel like this match was supposed to like put it was supposed to put Stasiak over. Because like you were saying, they 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 have Sean Stasiak being essentially a, you know, Mr. Perfect clone. Um, even down to his theme music at this point. Like oh. he is like carbon copy.
2: If there's yeah. one good thing about this match, it's Man. his theme music. Because that really theme music actually sounds pretty damn good. It's good. Um compared the, to other stuff.
1: The goal was to put Stasiak over, and um he's always been boring in the ring. Nobody cared. People cared more about Hennig. And then the fact that the finish got me- messed up a little bit is just another thing. But here's the other thing this is a clean match. There was no outside interference. Um, I mean, there was the you know, slapping of the ref and you know, referee's discretion and all that. Um yeah, you know, but outside of that that it's a clean match and i really don't know in 2000s wcw if we're gonna get many clean matches
2: no i i agree with that um it's the cleanest that's the cleanest match on the card but like it's um it's still like it's not saying some much. somewhat it was t- <laughs> somewhat it was tainted but it was supposed to be tainted by the the uh the the ring post hit, and they just didn't call it. And then that mm-hmm. that kind of takes away some of the steam because I kind of with the, when they don't call that spot, it's like the perfect plex comes out of nowhere. Like he he just grabs him and hits it. Like he shouldn't have been stunned that bad to get hit by the perfect plex with what they had done in the match. It, I don't know. Like the the pacing of the match, like you could just tell. Like Henning was just like just pin me, pay me, give me my check. I'm going home. That's yes, the way way I felt about it.
1: <sighs> man, this doesn't get any better. <laughs> um, so we get Vince Russo in the back. Scott Steiner's on his way to the ring, and you know, Russo's like, all right, well, let's keep this uh new blood roll going or something. And um and let's think about this because we're trying to think logically. Scott Steiner logical
2: world. Scott Steiner
1: <laughs> professional wrestling debut in 1986 is a part of the new blood yeah. in May of 2000.
2: Yeah, and he's been a multi-time world champion with the Steiner <laughs> brothers. He's been US champ. He's been television champ. He's been a member of the NWO, like, all this stuff. And you tell me that he's part of the new blood. Like, this, this guy's Where's been around for guy's been around for going on 15 years. Like, you can't tell me. He's just like Buff Bagwell. You can't tell me he was supposed to be in this. Like, I mean, and they... And they Muddy the waters a little bit with Steiner going forward and all that stuff, but like, and then you tell me that a worthy contender is freaking Hugh Morris. Like you're going to tell me he's yeah. the contender for his U.S. title? Like I don't even. Uh, we'll talk about that promo in a second, but like Jesus H. Christ, no, like it's just mm-mm. no, no, like this whole that whole Steinerism, new blood is stupid too.
1: It's so bad. God.
2: Yeah, And Vince Russo, this is where I, f- I was saying earlier, it feels like a Nitro. Vince Russo, like, why are we cutting promos in the back? Why are we cutting to the back? Why are we doing all these cut scenes? Like, why, why is all this happening? I, I get it because Vince Russo wants to be on camera, and I get he's the leader of the new blood, but I feel like that is just just him being on camera for being on camera. Like, there's no reason for him to continue to have cut scenes to the back on a pay-per-view. Like, it feels like we're watching Nitro. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of Scott Steiner,
1: mm-hmm. uh, Scott Steiner defending his WCW United States heavyweight championship against Hugh Morris. Um, but that's before the promo. Yeah. Um, he goes into this long rant about, um, you know, he doesn't want to be called Hugh Morris anymore. Uh, it was given him by Eric Bischoff to make him look stupid. Um. He doesn't want to make him look stupid anymore. So he wants to go by his by his real name. Uh that would be Hugh G Rection. Um, oh, Captain Rection. Well, Captain he Rection got. for sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let Jeff lead on this before I yeah. come in on that.
1: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> As he's it's, rubbing his eyes and trying to prevent a migraine, I'm sure. I think
3: this
0: card might be <laughs> – I mean, it's it's got to be, like, a top five worst mm-hmm. card I've ever fucking seen in my life. Like, I mean, it, it, it really does. Like, I, I'm being serious with the run-ins and everything. And, like, so you have this match. You have Scott Steiner, who in his day was – at, at one point was probably one of the best wrestlers in the damn world like seriously like singles like you know like mm-hmm. he could do anything uh, and again like there's nothing wrong with not being that until the day you die I have no problem with that but he's in the ring with huge erection which that's a joke no one cares
1: um, eh, yeah we do <laughs> it, was a, it was a wet fart it was a yeah, fart in
2: church yeah. when he had made that announcement like no one yeah. Cares.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they get in the ring and they're wrestling at, at, at one point Steiner throws him to the ropes and like shoulder tackles him and and he falls down and then Steiner bends over on two knees and like takes like four breaths because he's blown up. I'm like, well, Jesus, like, what the hell am I watching? Like, what is this? Like, it's just, I know I've been saying this the whole time, but like, I I just don't want to spend any more brain cells on it. It's just insane. And then again, some of this stuff later, when we get to this damn Ric Flair match, I'm going to have, my head's going to fucking explode.
2: Like, well, sorry. Uh, go ahead, try and, and then with this match, you also have more outside interference from as Martin Madden coins them, oh. the Hoochies, uh, yep. and Shakira. Um, they're, yeah. ca- they're, they're in the ring multiple times. Like they mm-hmm. knock huge erection off the, off the top turnb- turn back, turn, in front of the realm. <laughs> like, that promo i didn't realize this show was that promo until i watched it again and i'm sitting here like this is like a thunder announcement you don't do this on a pay-per-view you want to be called captain rection like you're gonna tell me your name is Hugh G rection and then your <laughs> your stupid misfits in action are sitting outside at the front row Freaking, was it corporal corporal cajun lieutenant loco oh uh, boy again they Van Hammer who got mad because his name was Private Stash because oh, it was a lower rank in the in the army so they changed his name to Major Stash. Fox Private Van Stash was Hammer. better. Van fuck Hammer Van sh- should not have had a job in no! any wrestling prom- promotion at this time yeah, well, um, he he was WCW, he's, so. he's been in wcw since
1: 1990 fucking one and he almost killed doug summers in a match stop uh, well, well, be,
0: yeah. well because he, he looked the, he came through the uh what do they call thing? power, was like power the, camp
2: one of the first people at the power plant, I power, plant. Say. power plant yeah yeah yep. yeah he
0: came through the power plant and he, I mean, yeah obviously it looks like million dollars but he can't work for shit
2: Mm -mm. like no you know he sucks i just watched the match that they put bret hart in the ring with van hammer on a nitro and i was bet bet, i bet bret hart was like please kick me in the head again goldberg at that point but like (laughs) but like i'm just gonna say like this match sucked like it it was not good they had no chemistry nothing um the finish is botched yet again in another match you've got outside Mm -hmm. interference you've got brawling outside Steiner blows himself up talking to the fans. He doesn't even get blown up in the ring. Yeah. Blows up yeah. talking to them. Um, rection hits, uh, hits the freaking moonsault <laughs> and Steiner can't move out of the way. And he takes a nasty ass, like double legs to the back of his yeah. like head and neck and then has to get and up then, and no sell it. Cause that's the finish.
0: And, and then, sorry to cut you off. And then, yeah. and then WCW does like an AW thing.
2: Then they show it on replay. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he clipped him a little bit, but, oh, it, it, no effect. The <laughs> big pop-up bump. He's up. He's up. What, what, and like What the, the hell? And going back to what you said earlier, the camera angles for the last two yes. matches have been trash. Like, like, they're above the ring a little bit, and they're, like, only sh- shooting, like, one corner. They're not shooting the whole ring. Um, then it's like they zoom in, zoom out. Like, it's on some it's, of the stuff, it, it, it it's not WCW. Like, it's, it's like they're trying to copy Kevin Dunn, but they can't. And it looks bad, but then Booker T comes out. I guess he's about to be GI bro for his stint um, to save, save erection at the end from Steiner, which it's a shame in any, any way you put Booker T in that group. Like, I'm sorry. He should have been like, if you wanted to strap a rocket to Booker T, you make him one of the heads of the new blood. Like, I mean, he'd been around for a little while, but he had never been in that world title picture um you could have made him ahead or you could even put him in the millionaires club as their new guy that's like you know what i don't want to be with those guys i'm going to be with these guys because i want to be a star i want to learn how to be a star so i'm Mm going to be the millionaires club like he could have fit in either group and then you put him in a group that's not even a like they're just like they even say it on the pay-per-view and this is what pisses me off (laughs) sorry i go to a tangent here but uh they're like oh the misfits in action are just associates of the millionaires club. They're not with the millionaires club. They're not even in it. They just came out to help them on thunder before we came to the show. Cause they needed backup. Why yeah. would you, why would you be associated with them? If you're not going to be part of the group, like it makes at no le- sense.
3: Or,
0: or, or at least again, wrestling one-on-one at least say, well, they're actually not associates. Uh, they were paid by the millionaire club to do a job.
2: Exactly. They got the money. We took the money to help them out. Like exactly. Cause cr- Chris Canyon's another story later on in the show, but same thing. Not even a part of the club, but he's an associate, which is just like a slap in the face if mm-hmm. you're a wrestler at that point.
0: Yeah, do you have to pay dues or like.
2: I, I, uh, You've got to have made a million dollars. Like I'm pretty sure Canyon yeah, at this I, point has a bloated contract too. He's made a million dollars. Oh, yeah.
1: The thing that. I didn't even mention what the build to this thing was, right? So. There was an episode of Thunder where Booker <laughs> T was no getting beat. <laughs> uh, he's getting beat by Mike Awesome and Scott Steiner. Um, so you got Lash, you got Lasharu, Van Hammer, Eddie Guerrero, or, or, or sorry, not Eddie Gra- Chava Guerrero, Chavo all come out and make the save. May first, which is the Nitro before this pay per view, um, <laughs> Eric Bischoff. Mad comes out and fires all four of them. Um, so then as released guys come back in, um, saying they signed new contracts with their new names to not be fired.
2: But who could sign Bischoff and Russo are the people signing the contracts? So are you si- no, so signing these guys sight unseen?
1: Oh man! So we got to someone, but you got Lieutenant Loco, who was Chavo, Corporal Cajun, who was Lash Larue, Sergeant A Wall, um, who was the Wall because oh, he was because he was a wall, uh huh, uh-huh. um, yeah. and and then and then you had Major Guns, um, uh, Fuckface Private Stash, um, <laughs> so it was GI Bro. Uh, but when he left in June, so we're, the next month, um, we had we had Captain Rection then become General Rection and then private Stash became major stash until he was released
2: in July. Good, fuck, fuck him.,
1: ah, so Van awful.
2: Hammer's terrible.
1: So I... if, if we haven't shit on this enough. Uh mm-hmm. um Scott Steiner retains. I think that's all that matters. Um, yeah. um there was one line in this match that kind of um and, and, and this was like every 20 seconds in this match. Yeah, you, you know, Mark Madden making some kind of dick joke. Um the one that I wrote down, Cab Captain Rection, he's he's working stiff in there.
0: Yeah, I remember like,
1: that like. Just constantly. Okay. Okay. Well, that that was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Do you remember? Do you do you remember what they called his new finish?
0: I like what
2: they did there. Oh God. I the ra-
1: the raging climax.
2: Climax. God. <laughs> oh man. I'm pretty sure there was like some coming on strongs in that match too. Oh, from, I'm sure. From, from Mark Madden, like. Tony Schiavone oh, cool. is probably just like, I don't know what his mindset was sitting there, but he's probably just like, "What happened to JCP in '83? What happened to JCP in '87?" Like I'm sitting here listening to dick jokes for twelve minutes in a freaking U.S. title match that means nothing. Oh, it's point. it's a man,
0: God, just poor, poor JCP. Jeez.
1: <laughs> well, <sighs> ah. As we move on, uh, we get a very passionate promo from Chris Canyon. Champagne. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Talking about his friendship with DDP and how that has made him a natural enemy of the new blood, which shouldn't you already be?
2: Well, shouldn't you be a member of the Millionaires Club if you're like buddy-buddy with DDP? Yeah. I mean, you got a name like Champagne, Chris Canyon. I mean, you're the <laughs> finest of things. Like, come on now, you and your velvet, velvet trunks and matching shirt.
1: <laughs> well, Mr. Champagne is taking on Mike Awesome in our next contest. Um, Mike Awesome should have stayed away from WCW. Do you know how many? <laughs> do you know how many gimmicks they tried to saddle him with? And Dude. just every
2: single one. The fat chick thriller was money. Don't even it's... tell me it wasn't money. <laughs> him, him, power bom- about- him, 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 him power bomb. Him him power the insane clown posse off a bus was a highlight for me though because I hate. Oh, it. and
1: then and then um, yep, I forget same. which one it was, but like he's sliding off the top of the bus, and like there's a very brief like break of character where he tries to like grab him to make sure he doesn't fall off, and <laughs> concussion. <laughs>
2: Fucking. Fuck JJCW Juggalo Championship Wrestling bullshit. No, it just schmucks, garbage <laughs> wrestling, fucking garbage wrestling.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, man. oh! Don't forget about that seventies guy. Are you kidding me? I, that all mixes to me. Like he didn't change his freaking attire that much for Fat Chick Thrilla and that seventies guy. He started wearing that suit and then like carried it over to the other gimmicks like. His whole run yeah. bleeds into me like until he becomes like, well, he, he's always had of... the chops. So, yeah. you know, it kind of just was like, you said, just rolled into, they, they teased his hair and he got rid of the mullet and they gave him a suit with no undershirt. And he was that seventies guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then he became a Canadian and
2: which yep. <laughs> major and then, guns became a Canadian.
1: Yeah. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan has as well. Yeah, um, I know.
2: We, oh,
1: my oh my gosh. Um the one gimmick I'm glad they didn't uh saddle him with um was the one uh where he is uh, where he's related to Hulk Hogan, even though like somehow he is. I,
2: I That's hor just let's, let's let Horace keep that one. let let Horace keep that uh, one. Fucking Horace Hogan. Who makes an appearance on this show? Who should not should not either? <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah, this match is something. It's probably up to this point, I would say the most competent match up until the finish.
2: I would tend to agree with you, except it's not a no disqualification match. Exactly. So, like, I mean, there's no rules in this match. Like, are we just ECW now? Like, he's fighting through the crowd. He's trying to put him through tables. He's hitting him with chairs. Like. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah,
0: but even yeah, but even ECW was uh, even they, even that was continuity for for what they were trying to do. Yeah, you know, they follow this
2: rules, is, but like, this is like there's there's nothing in this match that's like they don't say, oh, this is no disqualification, nothing. Like, I mean, I, I and I I like Mike Awesome, but he's also got this huge history of just like beating the shit out of guys and concussing them and hurting them. Like, oh, he yeah. he, he he gets over by injuring people not getting over by working with people Uh, yeah
1: yeah and you know there's there there's a difference between working stiff which i think that vader does a lot of Mm -hmm. and then comparing to this where awesome works stiff and then by turn he starts you know to hurt guys and you know so there is there is a difference and i don't think he ever really was able to draw that line
2: I'll be honest with you. I loved, um, the mortis Chris Canyon, like right when he came out of being mortis and he was like the serious, like oh, vindictive yeah. guy. And like, he was the mm-hmm. innovator yeah. of uh offense and all that stuff. And then he <laughs> yeah. went downhill as soon as he joined up with Raven and he started like yep. being his lackey and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. it was weird because I, I just watched that time period of WCW, but, it's like he's in a feud with Raven, and then they're in a feud. Raven's in a feud with Saturn, but then he ends up siding with Raven, and like it makes no sense. But like it, it it just ruined Canyon, and then he becomes DDP's lackey, and he's part of the Jersey Triad. And then mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's just it, if they'd have kept the serious Canyon, I I think he could have been a lot bigger than what he became in yeah. WCW. Yep. Um. Don't great. forget. Don't
1: yeah, a diamond upside down's a pussy, y'all. All right.
2: oh. <laughs> <sighs> which oh I'm not even gonna touch that joke. I had one, but I'm just not gonna say it.
1: <sighs> <laughs> um yeah, this isn't this is a no holds this is a false count anywhere, no holds barred match that you know, had we actually stuck to it being a professional wrestling match, um I mean even putting that aside. This has been actually my most enjoyable match because two guys that can actually, just to, to a certain extent, wrestle, you know, and then and then we're getting out of the ring and you know the power bomb onto the concrete looked really nasty. Um, then you well, get the <laughs> Millionaires
0: Club run in. So, well, well, it, there's one where Mike Awesome dropped like 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 Trevor said, so he drops him like he power bombs him, but like spikes him down on his neck. Cannon mm. on his fucking neck in the ring. And he's kind of peeled over like that. And also looks down and it kinda of, you can tell he looks like, oh, shit. Like, and then he kind yeah, of like kicks guy. him. Like, yeah, then he kicks him and Candy kind of moves over and he's like, Oh, okay, okay. He's fine. Not nah, like, well, a yeah, him again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 well and then he proceeds to you know what I'm saying? Then you him outside. It's like, well, yeah, you like you could have fucking killed this dude.
2: Like Oh, and then I love the finish of just everybody runs in. There's no no ending to the match. It's a no contest. So after all that, we don't even have a clear winner or loser. And then like Kevin Nash is the big guy that comes out because I guess he's, they, they shit all over Mike awesome on commentary, by the way, because they're like, they're like, Oh, does anybody have a better power bomb than, than Mike awesome. And then Scott Hudson's like, Oh, Kevin Nash is number one. Mike awesome's just sloppy seconds. Like, that's, that's the line. I'm like, yeah. oh, so you just shit all over Mike Awesome right there. Yeah. And then Mark yeah. Madden doesn't stick up for him, so.
0: Yeah, and then, again, and then you get, like, a schmoz. Everybody comes down to the ring, and then you have an AEW Dark Order situation where
2: you start looking
0: at the kicks and the punches, and they all look like shit, and it's just – it's it's the worst. Like, God, well, and Kevin my- Ash, he comes down so much. He, he should have just sat at ringside. Oh, just, just cop a squad at ringside. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and then they tease like a big, big hoss fight. And then God didn't, and then I got to watch sting and his shitty chops. Like,
2: yeah, but why why would the people that came down come down to help? They all have matches coming up. Like, why would you risk those guys coming down when they all have bigger matches coming up? Like it send out some lower tiered people to, to help him out. Don't send out the damn, Next three matches, pretty much
3: it's, to help him.
0: You see the same guy so much; it's almost like one big match.
3: Mm-hmm. It's like they wrestled mm-hmm.
0: four times on the card. You're mm-hmm. in the they're in the ring like three or four times. To- Kevin Ash is in the ring like three three four times on on four like he's in the ring like on four separate occasions. It's yes. like so, like so. So he didn't have a match, or he did have a match, or you know, like what? It's just terrible, and. And Ric Flair later, you'll see his match. But we'll get into it. But you know, he's dressed like you know, like he's out of the Sears catalog. Like you know,
2: it's like, like he's you a said damn, earlier, Travis. Like, he's, he's like there's a damn no usher reason from the crowd. Yeah,
0: like yeah, there's no reason why. Like wh- why is he not dressed? Why is he in loafers? Like what the hell's going on?
1: <sighs> so that happened, <laughs> and then we get to the real good stuff. The real meat and potatoes to why you bought this pay-per-view. Russo owning Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a natural rivalry uh, between Vince Russo and Lex Luger. Um, so the whole claim for Vince Russo is saying is, I own your contract, therefore I own you why didn't I think about this sooner? Um, and then he tells her to go get changed. Um, because he owns her had to point that out again and didn't like what she was wearing. Yeah. Um, a fun fact, uh, for all you keep returning home, this would be the final pay-per-view appearance for miss Elizabeth. I can see why. Yeah. Fuck me. That's, um, and then I'm going to make this really short. Um, so, we get a match between Buff Bagwell and the total package. The total package is Lex Luger. This is the same match that they've had before, say, 95-96 um, at about half speed.
0: So, full disclosure, um, I started to watch this match. But, you know, Lex comes out. Uh, Bagwell comes out. And then, again, with the weird camera, he comes out, I guess, halfway down the ramp, ramp, and they cut to the ring. And when they cut back, Bagwell's on the ground, like humping the ground, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I just fast forward this. I, I didn't watch this.
3: <laughs> I couldn't wow. take it. Didn't you I take it? it? Well, I watched I it, couldn't it every last I couldn't second.
0: Take it. I couldn't take it. I, I said, you know what? uh and this isn't you know not to disrespect you travis this is more on a cod i broke i can't take it anymore i can't take any more any more uh lex luger i i can't and i and and to be fair it was over quick because you know two little skip skips and then it was over i said i just i can't do it i can't do it
3: i can
2: give you a blow by blow right quick and by blow i mean this match blew because it sucked and it was terrible um Red Lex Luger comes out in his stupid track pants and his shirt that he has to take off himself. Cause Miss Elizabeth isn't there.
3: <laughs> Buff Bagwell
2: comes down and humps the ground for no freaking reason. Um, they keep bragging that fricking Lex Luger only has 4% body fat on commentary, but they never say how much Buff Bagwell has. Um, it's just slow prodding. Uh, they brawl outside yet again, um, outside interference from uh from vince russo here with uh liz and i want to say does nash come back down again during this match i'm pretty sure he does like this is where it runs in together like i don't no. know if he does or not this, no, is, he at, this, is,
1: one. this is actually chuck uh this is actually chuck, oh
2: god yeah luger actually wins though because liz hits bagwell with a bat twice in front of the referee and they don't call a dq <laughs> then he gets the torture rag on him And it's like, oh, God, Liz is back with uh, Miss Elizabeth. and I mean, Liz is back with Luger, and everybody's happy. And then all of a sudden, stupid chicken legs Chuck Palumbo comes down there and puts Luger in a torture rack. He can barely get him in. And then Mm -hmm. Vince Russo steals Miss Elizabeth back, and then they leave Luger. Like, Buff Bagwell puts on a Steiner recliner, and he doesn't even do the arms. He just holds his chin, like, very lazily. (sighs) And like they beat down Luger, and they leave with Miss Elizabeth. And Chuck Palumbo is now. They give him five different names during the thing, but I guess, I guess yep. he's the new. Was he the main event? Chuck Palumbo now. Something,
1: something like that. Yeah, because
2: he's wearing Luger's gear. That was that was uh, Vince Russo's big surprise. They were talking about in the back. He's like, I can't wait for you to see this, Liz. And then during the during the match, Liz turns him out of his chair. And Vince Russo, in a comedy spot, is like, whoa, 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 as he falls out of his chair like an idiot. And then she runs out and gives Luger the bat. It, it's stupid. Like, Buff Bagwell is garbage to me. Yeah. Um,
1: so you might be asking yourself if you're listening to this, how did Miss Elizabeth get a baseball bat? Well, um, <laughs> we cut to the back just in time to see Miss Elizabeth hit Vince Russo with a baseball bat and then run to the ring and then chaos ensues and everything happens. And no one cares because uh, no one
2: knows who Chuck Palumbo is. He's yes, not a exactly. big surprise.
1: Exactly. No. He's a part of
2: a mid-level tag team. And he's and supposed this- he's supposed to be the next Lex Luger. Dude, this, dude is like, doesn't have any muscular tone like i called him chicken legs uh. chuck palumbo because his legs are like freaking toothpicks like he has no muscle yep. definition maybe he should have got some calf implants at the same place buff bagwell went but i don't know like he was that that's the guy like why don't make stasiak the guy that's the beauty with luger like it doesn't make any well, sense
0: they should have used stasiak and if you're aspiring to be the next flex luger then you're already in bad shape like
2: yeah and luger had no maybe wrist maybe- tape in this match and looked weird as hell yeah. Okay. Well, cuz
0: he's fucking mailed, he's mailing it in, that's why.
2: <laughs> he's got his main fit- fitness logo on his tights. That's how bad it's yeah. got. He's advertising for his gym wise in matches. Yeah.
1: <sighs> mm. So, the real reason why you bought the pay-per-view is Shane Douglas versus Rick Flair because every video package for this pay-per-view, and the first video you see, the first images are Shane Douglas and Rick Flair, not even you know, whatever's going on with the main event, not so with Ready to Rumble, not with Millionaires Club and you know the new blood. Um, it's this feud, and Shane Douglas is in the back, he's cutting a promo. He's like, My career will be defined by two things. Um, the time I threw down the NWA title. And my real life hatred for Ric Flair, and I'm like, no, no, that's not it.
2: It's Dean Douglas. Well,
0: well yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's right. Like in the sense of like, like, like if this was real and done correctly, like yes, you know, if you're an ECW Mark, he really didn't like fucking Ric Flair, you know, and like you know, if this was serious business, you'd be like, oh, you'd be all for it. Oh, but no, I mean, they turned this into, this was hokey, you know, BS as well. I mean, I've never seen so many dick punches in my life. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I'm going to ball up a chain and go, I'm going to hit
2: him in the head. No, 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 I mean, hit him in the dick. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, oh, just and, worse. And, and then he, I hate his uh, catchphrase in WCW is, your ass is about to get franchised.
3: like are you like like, about to make me a string
2: of restaurants like i i don't understand
3: um
0: yeah yeah is did we break away from corporate like what's what's going on
2: and the the chain is the referee's fault man like he should have checked him for the match should checked him should check those knee pads wcw not doing his due diligence yet again to say it just sucks
0: because like i loved (laughs) like and i know i know i'm in the minority here i loved ecw like god i i love to meet e c w and from that to this, it's just
2: terrible
3: uh,
0: yeah like like he he may not be the guy like you know like he like obviously you know just because you're one thing in e c w doesn't mean you're going to be that in other promotions and i understand that but he was he was real business there you know like that he was the real deal in the sense of like he didn't take no shit. And then he comes here and he's just like, oh, he's just a schmuck. Like, you know, he just like fit right in with the rest of the guys. And he had no he had no credibility anymore.
2: Th- this feud, though, is the exact thing that the New Blood versus the Millionaires Club should have been. Like if they'd have done this feud right, it's one guy that felt like he was being held down by w- Rick Flair and WCW when he was there in 90. 90- 293 with steamboat like th- this this is the basis of what this feud should have been like he he's the yeah. guy leading the charge he's been held down by flair he had to go to ecw to make a name he got held down by diesel and sean and stuff in wwf with dean douglas like all of it it, it should have wrote its damn self It does yeah, real
0: heat yeah, it's real heat. You know, it's
2: real it's real stuff and they overbooked it they did things they should have never done with it Flair eviscerates him with his promo when he comes out, even though he's mm-hmm. wearing his yep. penny loafers and stuff, talking about <laughs> he's going to kick his ECW ass and and all this stuff and like he he what's he call him? He calls him a I think he calls him a dipshit. Honestly, yeah. like he he yeah. says shit. I know he gets that in there. I mean, he like just eviscerates him, and then like they're supposed to come out and have a match, and f- you're not supposed to care about Flair like holding him down. Like Flair just talked mm-hmm. about the lineage of. uh St. Louis and Harley race and defending the belt, winning the belt there in 81 and all this other stuff. And then like, you're going to bring out Shane Douglas and no one gives a shit. They're all, they all want flair to win. Like the, to me, like the the role should have been reversed in this feud. Like the millionaires club should have been the heels and the new blood should have been the faces fighting against. I mean, and they, they, they booked it ass backwards and Russo and Bischoff Bischoff should have been with the millionaires club. And Russo Russo could be on the new blood, but have him not talk. Have him shut the fuck up because he his promos were terrible at this time. And in this match, he's he he is way too involved, and he's way too involved in this match at all costs.
1: Yeah, and then Flair uh, promises to kick his ECW ass. Yep. Um, so the stipulation for this is that if Vince Russo interferes, he is five minutes alone. Uh, Flair, I should say, gets five minutes alone with Vince Russo.
2: And that should have been a red flag right there that that, that was going to be a screwy finish. <laughs> oh,
1: Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because what happens, um, we get Buff Bagwell and um, we get somebody who's dressed as the man called Sting.
2: Which um, Russo has dressed as before leading up to this.
1: Yes. Yes. And everybody is saying, is thinking, that is Vince Russo. Um, so the fake sting, we'll just call him. Um hits Flair with the bat. Douglas, uh, Shane Douglas with the most vicious uh finishing maneuver in all of professional wrestling, the roll up, um gets the gets the win. Flair's all fired up. He's he's demanding his five minutes.
2: Um
1: yeah, yeah, which makes yeah, the they, match
2: seem... Like it didn't matter. Like all yeah. he wants is Russo. He didn't care. He just lost to Douglas.
0: Well, well, yeah. So he punches him in the dick, and he loses. And then he jumps up like two seconds later, and he as the Daisy. He's completely fine.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Selma. Mm-hmm. Fine.
1: And then, and then you know we had Luger come out, and then uh, you know chaos is ensuing at this point. Russo
2: hits Luger.
1: Yeah. And, and, and then, then, and then what? we get the Almighty reveal.
2: That it is not
1: Vince Russo, it is David Flair,
2: the Swerve heard nowhere around the world, boys. Yeah, no nobody. nothing, no like no one cared. Like, look, like, the Rick
1: only can... thing I remember about David Flair in WCW was the time when he was trying to get Rick Flair's blood for the DNA test to find out who's who's, who's was
2: the father of state of Stacy Keibler's baby. Well, <laughs> Uh man let me let me uh, let me tell you something like there's a lot to unpack there when when he walks out he's walking like he's got a stick up his ass and stilts yep. on each side of his leg like
1: yeah i yep. guess
2: he's trying to throw off who he is like because everybody knows how david flair walks like come on man you could pick david flair out of a lineup when he walks right like i just watched the whole david flair's in the nwo thing where he turns against his dad and tory wilson seduces him and all that stuff mm-hmm. david flair as good as Ric Flair is, that's how bad David Flair is. He can't cut a promo. He can't wrestle. He can't do anything. But I'll uh, tell well, you what, that damn Statue of Liberty shot he hit Flair with, that thing exploded when he hit him in the back of the head. Like I'm surprised there wasn't a like, hard way blood somewhere in that.
0: Like, it yeah, was bad. You, yeah, but you didn't need that spot. No, you could You could have hit, hit him with anything. And then, yeah. and then uh, getting back to the camera angles. So then they cut and then they cut back and you just see Douglas and buff roll off the sides. And then here comes Lex. Like, well, that's a bad camera angle. And then here comes here yet again. Here comes Kevin Nash for the 20th million time. Like it's uh, the
2: worst need of mankind to David Flair, which is probably more yes. David Flair's fault. Cause he doesn't know how to sell, but yeah. here's <laughs> the best part okay as soon as flair
1: decides that the fake sting is indeed russo which now we all know it's not the the five minute timer starts going so now there's this five minute countdown on our screen that means jack shit
2: nothing (laughs) means nothing means nothing fucking vince russo is trying to be cool he's telling uh flare to suck it like 30 times like he's over and tell him to suck it (laughs) then nash comes out and he's about to kick everybody's ass then daphne low blows him and you would think he got shot in the kennedy assassination he like hits the ground like fucking the sack of potatoes um and then they tell him to suck it and then it's over like that's not five minutes i mean titan time's bad but like that wasn't five minutes at all and i wouldn't want to watch five minutes of that
1: but here's the whole thing it was supposed to be five minutes if Vince Russo interfered yep. and it turned out to be David Flair. So why keep going with the time on the screen when we all now know it's not Vince Russo.
2: And on top of that, Mark Madden sitting out there flating freaking Vince Russo, like, Oh my God, go get him boss. Go get him boss. Yeah. Tell him, tell Flair he sucks and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know, just, like, what? Just I wanted to mute my TV, but for ger- journalistic purposes, I kept it going. I, I I did it. I did it for the podcast. Like I, I did that. that. But like Jesus Christ, man! Like mm-hmm. I was. I just wanted to, to turn it off at that point. I was like just, just, just I got to, I got to push through. But like God, Mark Madden is terrible.
1: Uh, well, moving on to more new blood versus Millionaires Club feuds. Uh, <laughs> Vampiro versus Sting. Um, (laughs) This had potential. It did because, all right. So the video package, like, really creepy, really like bizarre, almost. But there's this moment that I couldn't, for the life of me, remember on a Nitro or a Thunder or anything at any point in time where this happened. Um, Sting's hanging from a noose covered in blood, and I maybe I just missed it, but.
2: Yeah, I don't really remember that either. He's he's hanging from like his uh, harness and he's covered in yeah. blood, which in retrospect is really distasteful with the whole Owen Hart thing, um which we'll get to that later, but like just that in itself, um capitalizing on that was kind of bad bad taste. Yeah. Um but Vampiro had a chance, man, to be like a breakout star. So- and they tried to make him the Undertaker
0: yeah so I'm a vampiro guy. like I know he's you know a wahoo, you know now such has always been, but <laughs> I, but oh, I mean he's a nut job, but but I, but his stuff, like again, like he like you said, Travis, he's one of the guys that like they missed the mark on because he was himself, he was unique. he kind of he did have some of that sting undertaker stuff going on. You didn't need to make him the undertaker. you just needed to no. let him be vampiro. You know, and they, they did for a little bit, and then they started pushing him in all these directions. But Supernatural he was good stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, you know, I, I liked his gimmick and everything he had going. And then I also do this match, again, with camera angles. He's waiting at
2: the –
0: Vampiro's waiting for Sting to come out, and then before that they show, like, the Raven, and the Raven's,
2: like, chained to this piece of metal, like, great, perfect. You know? And then they show the guy coming out to cut him off because yeah, he's behind yeah, yeah. Sting. He can't yeah, wait yeah, this, until Sting gets to the ring.
0: Yeah, and the guy comes out the thing, and it's this weird, like, it almost looks like somebody recorded it on, like, home video. It's like,
2: what the hell is going on on this show? It, like, at least if it had been a WWE angle, you would have had to zoom in on Sting, and then Vampiro would have came off of screen and attacked him. You wouldn't have zoomed yes. back out and seen Vampiro running down the ramp. Like, it would yeah, have, You, you yes. just
0: saw the whole thing. Like, you know, I thought Muda was, I mean, I thought Moodle was going to close on Hogan. Like, oh, is, is that the spot that they're doing here? Oh, no, they're not. It's just Vampire <laughs> winning at the end of the, of the ramp here. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, you know it.
1: There's some of um, what I know Travis has loved seeing multiple times throughout this match. Um, the referee in full plain view, um, somebody breaking the rules. Um, in yep. this case, it's a lead, it's a lead pipe. And just not giving a shit.
2: They're <laughs> and- all
1: outside yet again. They brawl outside they use a lead pipe which sting no cells like it's a dang right hand and they're just throwing um
0: he he nails them he nails them with it vampire nails sting with it and the ref goes oh like well, yeah you're, oh,
1: yeah and then, you're the and, ref. then
0: like. and then sting <laughs> is just
1: like uh, like like he just like it's like a like the look on his face was like a surprise party that you knew about. But you had to like sell it, like, oh my gosh, I'm surprised. Ah, and
2: like, and the way the commentary had to keep covering up for is like, this is the new WCW. I'm like, what? Like, nu- the next
1: nu-sint, no, it's like, dumb,
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess it's the reboot. I mean, I, I don't know, like, I mean, it made no sense. Like, I thought they still and could a, get disqualified and stuff, like, and
0: a, and another thing, like, so in the back like is there is there just like a bucket of bats like all right you know, grab a bat <laughs> grab a bat i mean everybody has a bat like everybody has a, has a black you bat. get a bat you, yeah, get, a bat. Like, you a get bat. russo bat. had a bat Oprah. like where are all these bats coming from
2: i mean it just and this match didn't like i know they worked together a lot in 2000 but like i just didn't feel like this match they meshed really well together because it was like it's almost like they were cut for time or something like they were having to just rush rush through the spots and 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 that stuff. And I just, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like Sting should have won this match either. I feel like if you're building Vampiro, he should have at least took Sting out until you get to the the blow off of the feud, maybe. And then Sting comes back out on top.
0: Yeah, because if you kill him, then you kill him. And they killed him.
2: Yeah, he hits two Scorpion Death Drops to beat him. And it's like, okay, well, this is done. But then, of course, when Great American Bash 2000 rolls around, (laughs) we get a Human Torch match. And that's awesome. Yes.
1: absolutely do which that's on the docket yeah, um, and I'll,
2: I'll be back for that
1: one because it's
3: heavy yes. be,
2: but yeah it's it's also like it's like jeff was saying they they didn't let vampiro have many original thoughts after maybe the first two months of him being there because they immediately give him the brood bloodbath and stuff like that too like I, I get that was a popular spot with the brood but like it just feels like you're ripping that off to give him something that's not his own And if you're a guy flipping back and forth on channels like I was, I'd been like, "Well, hell, WWE did that two years ago. Like, what's so special about that? You know?" Um, But I I don't know. I I feel like they missed the boat on Vampiro. He -hmm. should have been a bigger star. Like he could, he should have beat Sting here. I feel like, and and kept Mm -hmm. that kept that momentum going for Mm -hmm. their feud to continue. But it's like Vampiro's fighting from underneath every time to keep the damn why I mean why Sting keep wrestling him? I mean at this point like I beat you like what's the point I left you laying like I mean I, I just I don't get WCW's way of thinking which yeah. I mean it's, you're trying to think sense logically sense. about a, a logical situation as we talked about earlier and it's just it's it's not there
1: yeah well Sting wins as we've already said um, the blow off pretty much because there's no absolute finish to this feud either Um, which we'll talk about next month uh, (laughs) when we talk about the Great American Bash. But for now, we kick it back to Mike Tenet, who for some reason they thought didn't deserve to be on commentary, but is now now interviewing. So this is where we get to see the gloriousness of David Arquette's ring gear for the first time. (laughs) And it is... (laughs) Uh, for lack of a better term, glorious.
0: Uh, he, he looks like Ric Flair and Red Rooster, like Terry
2: Taylor. With a mix of flame and Cheeto. Bag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's I get the what different. they're going for. It, it's funny, like, yeah. and, for David or Kip, but, like, you're about to be in a world title match. Like, you, <laughs> you should be taking it. And this sounds stupid, and I hate these words coming out of my mouth, but he should have been taking this a little bit more seriously. Like, I mean, I get you want to look cool in your wrestling gear, but, like, maybe since you're not supposed to be the focal point of this match, you don't wear something that's bright red and glittered and all this other stuff.
0: He he looks he dressed like exactly what you think he was. He dressed like what a Mark would dress like if they thought they were going to get a chance to wrestle. That's exactly what he to, that's exactly what he looks like. You know? And so, so, sometimes you can work yourself, believe it. You, you, you know, what I'm saying Russell to yeah. work themselves sometimes, and that's what happened here.
2: Yeah, yeah. True.
1: And then you get paid. It's just like, just do everything I tell you to, and it'll work out.
2: Just know, stay and out of it, the way.
1: Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, and then we get a second backstage interview. Of Wild. Um, Tanae's with Billy Kidman now. Who is with um I, his on-screen love interest Tori Wilson, Eric Bischoff and Kimberly Page. Um, Kidman can't cut a promo. This is nothing new.
2: That's what killed him. This whole feud, like his promo ability, killed him.
1: Like there was no doubt that, like you look at a lot of the cruiserweights and you know just the overall look. And you look and you're thinking the guys like Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, you know the the actual radicals. Outside of that, probably anybody not underneath a mask. I mean, you know, you talk about Billy Kidman, Chavo, who's already you know pretty much a star. Um, so yeah, let's 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 give Billy Kidman a chance. Why not? The pride of Allentown, Penn Pennsylvania. You know, um, fuck Pennsylvania. The okay, be- first be- of all, Jeff, you 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 can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Second of all, okay. Um uh, we have good we have our good friend Ian Rickabani also from Allentown. So that's probably the best thing that's come out of Allentown. The the
2: yeah, best thing the-, the best thing Billy Kidman ever thing. do was uh ask Tori Wilson out on a date. That's the best oh, thing he man. ever did in life. That and, and
1: the that and the one shooting star press that uh, he doesn't really move forward on, but he just does it and then just kind of hits the ropes.
2: Dude, like, I've watched him botch that shooting star press so many times on Nitro. There's one time he hits the ropes and bounces himself back off. It's <laughs> it's bad, man. And the only other cool thing is his WWE theme music. is severely underrated. The one where it's like, it starts out with like the chants at the beginning, it's like, you can run if you want to. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. that, God. That, I, I loved yeah. that theme music. I used to use it on uh, wrestling games all the time back in the day.
1: It's but, it, it's a good theme. It's just so poorly misplaced. Like yeah. like Billy, that's that's not a Billy Kidman theme. You no. know, it, it was no, for somebody, yeah. probably better, but uh, it is a banger of a theme if you just listen to it and not think about Billy Kidman.
2: His promo there. I beat you three times and all this stuff. It just sounds so forced. It doesn't sound like he's like, if he's going to be confident, this is the time, like you're wrestling Hogan. Like they've put you over Hogan three times going into this. Like, this is your moment, man. Like, (laughs) and you you got the woman on your arm. You've got the company behind you and you just choke, choke. It's the best way to put it. Uh so
1: between these two promos, we see Rick, Flint, not Rick Flint, um, Kevin Nash, mm. roaming around the back looking for Vince Russo. That's it; he's looking <laughs> for Vince Russo, and then cut to the next promo, and then cut to the next segment where it's like, "Hey, if you really want that pendant on your wall of Buff Bagwell." Send in Here's your cable you bill. Yeah. Send in your cable bill and we'll send it to you.
2: Yeah. And you know what the 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 thing of this is? Buff Bagwell is the focal point of the poster for this pay-per-view. Yes. He's like giving the kissy face lips on there. Like, why? Yes. Why it's, is he the focal off. point of this?
1: Look, it's not even the one that I made myself where I had <laughs> where it's got the triple cage in the back, and you have Jarrett and DDP on there. I had to crop David Arquette into the poster in the main event match that he's in. Yeah, and yeah. and and the and the tagline is what it was not Ready to Rumble that doesn't go with the main event match. It's three three cages, two warriors, one belt no fucking sense at all
2: like it's like the original pay-per-view poster is just Buff, and i do well, not understand it oh
0: i i can tell you why it it they probably were going to book it a certain way and then decided to pull the trigger on it you know what i'm saying i assume buff might have probably had a bigger deal or was going to do something or whatever whatever and then they oh, no we're not gonna do it. we're gonna do something else and well hell the poster's already done
2: you know that's true but like i would not send my cable in for a buff bagwell pendant sorry i would have told them to burn it and that'd be about it like there's two people in wrestling right now that are on my shit list and one's buff bagwell and the other one's ryback and uh, yeah ryback's a piece of shit and i got blocked by him on twitter so i'm proud of that but um, yeah (laughs) but uh yeah like i've never liked Buff bagwell i know i've said that earlier but god man he's not the stuff he sucks um american males was terrible uh the patriot carried you to tag titles um and scott steiner made you relevant in 99 so yeah you're terrible and i hope you never step in into wrestling ring again well yeah. he's he he's in the accountability crib now so um that doesn't make me like him.
1: nope <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's like coming with bored again christian you're still the asshole you were before now you just love jesus Sean
0: Michaels. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. His, his, name,
1: his name's his Sean Michaels. That's who. His name, his, his name is Michael Sean Hickenbottom.
2: Okay, fuck yeah, Hick, Hickenbottom. You know the weird thing is, is like, God, Bret Hart's not here. Like, I mean, Bret, Like, this is two thousand. I know he's got he got kicked in the head and all that stuff. But man, what would they have done with Bret Hart on this show if he'd still been around? Like, he'd had to be uh. the Millionaires Club. He'd had
0: to be. Oh, uh, he'd have been doing skits and bits and and not because not because of him, but like, oh, they'd have had him doing Lord dude, who to fucking knows. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Oh.
3: Yeah.
1: Really just um we wouldn't see him again. Well, we we did see him in the build to this, um, because he hit Hogan with a chair on an episode of Thunder. Uh <laughs> So that's probably what this would have... That's probably what would have happened.
2: Brent, you're concussed. Just come on down to Thunder, man. Just hit Hogan with a chair and then just go back home. It's fine. Yeah,
1: come on. Come on. It's all right. We'll never I,
2: explain it. We'll never tell them why we did it. We just need a surprise for Thunder because Thunder sucks.
1: I mean, it's not as bad as him wrestling Terry Funk in that, in hardcore, in that hardcore, hardcore match after he got friggin' domed by Goldberg. Shut
2: <sighs> Stupid
1: asshole. Uh, well <laughs> this match happened between Billy Kidman and Hulk Hogan with the special guest referee of Eric Bischoff. Um I didn't hate this. It's but it's just like hey, so we have Hulk Hogan.
2: We gotta do something with right. it. Yeah, F U N B man. F U N B. Fun fun, buh. fun b fun fun, fun b and then horace is out here
1: fuck fuck horace Ogan
2: too <laughs> he's part of man he's an associate in the millionaire stuff. he's not in ah, it he's just associates
1: hey you know we we got a lot of associates around here we're supposed to
2: filthy animals at like they're not even on this show either oh god think hey that. right. jesus but uh I'll let yeah. y'all take this one first because uh I, I just want to hear everyone's opinion of Hogan in a hardcore match, essentially.
1: So Jeff's a big Hogan guy, so I'm gonna go first and tell you what's really happening. Um, <laughs> this match happened.
3: Uh Kid
1: Kid uh, Kidman was there to sell his ass off for Hogan. Um, overbooked as hell, as always. Um but what I it's gonna be what it's gonna be. I mean, um, we're we're gonna talk about it here in a couple months when we get to bash the beach. But you know what? This is you know, you know, that's this, this is the reason the damn company is in the shape of chin because of because of bullshit like this,
0: you know. Oh, man. Well, I, I think the prop the big problem here is is this is when the draw, Hulk Hogan isn't at the top of the card. You get this type. you get this type of pay per view. This is what oh, happens Jeff. when, listen, when Hogan's not champion and, and he's not running things and and he's not doing things the way they should be, uh, you you get Marcus Bagwell on your TV. You get run ins with Vince Russo. You get you get David Flair. You get all this stuff. It's simple. You put Hogan at the top of the card, and all this takes takes care of itself. It that's what I saw from this match, but. I don't know. What say you, Travis?
2: I just saw that Hogan doesn't know how to open a freaking table to save his life. <laughs> there and then, we go. Then he uh, rips the leg off and then tries to still put Billy Kidman through the said table. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, saw I, him, need, I saw him. I saw him take. I, I, I saw him take aspect. a hell of a. I, I saw him take a hell of a chair shot though, and then blade for it. Which yep. There was still a lot of blading in WCW at this time, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird to see coming coming into the next two matches. But uh, yeah, I mean, I it, it pains me to say this, but it's this is probably the best match on the card, Honestly. and that's not saying a whole yeah. damn lot. Um, yeah. Flair and and uh, Shane had a chance to be match of the night if they just kept doing what they were doing. But uh, dude, the whole Bischoff thing was the same. Damn. <laughs> angle from over the edge 1998 when yep. freaking sh- vince gets hit with a chair except this time he power bombs bischoff through a table and then horace picks up his hand and is one two three like it's the same angle which is vince russo I'm like oh it worked over here let's do it over here um yep. but like hogan's not really meant for hardcore matches like no, um, no. I will say he did. He learned to swing a chair a little bit better against Billy Kidman. He did. He did make some contact and it wasn't a poor little tink, tink hit. It was an actual, actual connection. Um, Horace Hogan. I hated him being out there. Um, I just don't like Horace at all. Um, I, he was riding his uncle's coattails and that's pretty obvious by this point. Um, yep. But I'll give it to Hogan and Kidman. They probably had the match of the night. Like if I had to, if I had to say this <laughs> is the ma the match, this is it. But like, it wasn't built as a hardcore match. It wasn't built as a no holds barred match. <laughs> like he could easily disqualified Hogan at any time and gave the match to Billy Kidman. Uh,
3: um,
1: see, I think that's where you're missing the point. This is the new uh, WCW. This is the new WCW.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: freaking.
0: Well, Mark, I
1: think well, Mark I think Madden he, rips
2: on Hogan hard in this match, it, though. Too. Yeah.
3: In,
0: in this new iteration of WCW. Um, You know, you got Hogan stepping out of the box doing hardcore matches. They're just showing you he's got a little bit of range, you know. He can do F, some things that you didn't think he could do.
2: F you knew, Blood, man. Like, that's what it means. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. Uh, and have we even touched on, like, R&B security during this whole pay-per-view? That mm. stupid security nope. group they had to keep running out to? Um, nope. I don't know what made me think of that. Probably the abbreviation, but, like... <laughs> Martin Madden like rips on him the whole thing is like, Oh, I'm surprised Hogan's even in this match. Like he has control over things and just bringing up the inside information that probably their fans don't know at this point. Um, but like, I always felt like Martin Madden never really liked Hogan. He was more a Flair guy anyway. Um, just by him having a podcast with flair that kind of shows you that, which that flamed out real quick. Who didn't see that coming? Um, but, uh, Hogan, Hogan held his own. Billy Kidman and Billy Kidman in the ring held his own with Hogan. Like not on the mic, but in the ring, he he did decent. But then he was killed after this. He didn't do anything that I know of to to really matter anymore. Yeah. So you build him up, crush him with one match because that works for Terry, brother.
1: Yep, because we don't do rematches. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't, <laughs> we don't do two out of three falls. Go I'm, ahead. I'm surprised.
2: Ask- I'm surprised he didn't have to pin Kidman four times in this match to get all four of his victories back, or get those yeah, three oh. victories back plus take the one.
1: Yeah, hey, <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and ask, hey, go ahead and ask Hickenbottom, okay? If, well, if, if 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 Terry does two two out of three matches, or if he does any rematches, ask we, him that, and then go watch uh, some. Summer, uh, well, watch SummerSlam.
0: Well, well, Shawn Michaels learned from uh, Hogan. Hogan, they, they he he got burned by him and and adopted his thing. No, we we'll, we we'll, we'll do three matches. I'll get the first two and you'll get the third one, brother. But the only problem is <laughs> that
1: is
3: –
2: He he ain't, he ain't doing <laughs> that warrior. He ain't doing that warrior shit again. He ain't doing that yeah. like he's getting his yeah. win. He's getting the win first. Yeah, way yeah. You don't have he, to he, throw fireballs yeah, in your a, face.
0: Yeah, he's getting the first two and on the third one we'll have the blow off and we'll put you over. But the only problem is is you never actually get it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: His knee his There's, knee acts up. He's got a trick yeah, knee, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Michael's yeah.
0: Michael's is the same way. He does Michaels loses his smile,
2: hurts his back. It's fine. Yeah, well
0: yeah, well listen, I could go on that forever. He uh he's a little bitch He doesn't want to doesn't want to work with Vader because Vader's too snug and then he loses his smile and then they throw Sid in there and then WrestleMania nobody cares and yeah, I could go forever. Damn it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we did when we talked about for about Mania
0: 14. Will this podcast ever end.
1: <laughs> this episode or just everything cuz uh, Oh, don't this worry.
0: Pay-per-view this episode. No, cuz this... you
1: got more Vince Russo and Kevin Nash. This
2: this is what I was talking about earlier.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, Russo's trying to drag Miss Elizabeth Drags drags her into the bus. um, And then Luger's waiting for him. And then Russo gets a. It's so dumb. So Luger's
0: just about to pull off, I guess?
1: No, he was just about to leave.
2: That's the Millionaires Club's bus they arrived on at the beginning of the show. So why does Vince Russo even run to that bus? He has a freaking Cadillac sitting there waiting for him. He runs by that. To just get – why wouldn't Luger just meet him and pull Miss Elizabeth away? Like, why does he because, got to run to the bus? Like, And then yeah, he runs back, gets in the car, and then Nash is standing there drinking a beer because he's fucking cool. That
1: because he's cool. He's, uh, he's cool, this man. Is
2: the 20th time on the show. And then he's going to get him tomorrow on Nitro. That's the way you get him to come mm. in. This is why it feels like a Nitro to me because most pay-per-views don't have this many backstage segments in it unless they're setting up for a damn cage match or something. Like it just did because not. Which is. they are setting enough for a cage match, but it's still crazy. Cage match
1: is shit. Um. <laughs> so we get uh we get the chosen one, um with with an interview before this match, um. <laughs> he's got a few words Okay. um, and it's essentially any combination of. Chosen One, Slap Ass, and Slap Nuts. Um, slapping. Yeah, it's it's the same Jarrett promo we've heard over the years. (laughs) Does not matter. Main event time. um, Your WCW World Heavyweight Champion, David Arquette, versus Jarrett, versus DDP. And David Arquette's in this match. And again, just WCW logic. Um, David Arquette's trying to relinquish the title and he can't.
2: No, they, they force yeah. him into the match.
1: They force him into this match because it's I mean because it's pro-wrestling logic, I guess. But common sense is: hey, I don't want to do this. Here, here you go. I'm gonna go.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that that's <sighs> logic in a illogical situation. Like they literally force him into this match, which to me makes no sense with what they have going on with him trying to say he's not worthy of a champion. Like then they keep him in the ring, but then they're like, "Oh, he's so scared, he's so scared." But like he won't get out of the ring, he won't stay away from the title. Like he he, he I mean, I know DDP tells him to climb up and go and all this stuff, but like. Why use yeah. him? Why? 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 Why would you just not tell him to stand in the corner of the cage and step out of the way? And like, it makes no sense whatsoever in the grand scheme of it all. Yeah, and like I don't even think if this movie hadn't have came out, they would have never had this match.
3: And no, that's probably what
2: happened. Not. They were like, "Oh, the movie's coming out this month. Let's let's use the cage for Slam because that's probably what happened. Yeah, then it tanked. So you're you're looking
1: at this cage now, and. The bottom floor now that they call the ground level, we'll get to all these. Um, <laughs> it has a bunch of ladders that you're going to use to climb to the next level, which is dubbed Hardcore Hell, okay? Yeah. Um, You got chairs, tables, um a kitchen sink's in there.
2: If you haven't seen enough of this the rest of the night, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um, And then on your top level is the Guitar Room has a bunch of guitars attached to the walls. Um, and then on top of that is, is the is the world title. So, not only do you have to climb up through the top two, well, the top one, you have to climb these other two to get to this. I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, this is incredibly
2: unsafe. Yeah, that's, that's back exactly what I was about to say. Like, Why not just have the title in the guitar room? Like, why does it got to be on top of the cage and you have to stand up there, especially with what just happened in this arena? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: that's the other thing is like, okay, I'm going to jump to the canyon spot because it's post-match and has nothing to do with anything that happens in this match at all. Okay, so fun fact, and this is from Tony Schiavone. Okay, so this is the afternoon of the show. Um, Eric, Eric Bischoff tells the whole locker room it's a serious warning um, no talent is to try any moves on the gimmicked part of the ramp especially Spec- uh, prepared for the finish of the main event uh, which was Mike Awesome throwing Kiss uh, Chris Canyon on the ramp the um, so to backtrack just a hair there was a point where 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 kurt hennig um was gonna backdrop stasiak on to the ramp and then at the last moment like sold a back injury Mm
3: -hmm. that's
1: why that's why because bischoff didn't want anybody to use any part of the ramp at all
2: and that might explain some of the camera cuts. So they don't—they show the guys walk. Don't show the guys walking around it. Yeah, around that gimmick part of the stage, which, which is stupid anyway. Why wouldn't you gimmick it like right at the rest last minute during the match?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah. makes
0: sense, but then it's also dumb because, like you said, then like it's still bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, geez.
1: <laughs> so we get everybody through the first part of the cell, the cage, whatever. Um, We get to this second part, and they throw each other into the side, and I swear, it was like a time or two, I was on the edge of my seat because I'm thinking to myself, not, oh my gosh, this is really like a good match. Oh, somebody's inches away from falling onto other people.
2: Oh, yeah. Even Tony Giovanni says that. He's like, oh, my God, they're inches from the side. Like, when he throws, they finally go through that side, and it just slams on the ground. Yes. They could have easily bounced off and fell over to the other side, which would have been catastrophic, I'm sure. But, like, I mean, they're they're both bloody in this match, which I guess is a cage match. You got to do that. But, like, I mean, it just it's not good. Like that whole bottom section no. of them f- fighting and throwing each other into the cage. Like he throws Jarrett and into then, the cage once and Jarrett's bleeding immediately. Yep. yep. Like doesn't even and, build to it.
0: Yeah. And then you got Arquette on the bottom and he's looking like, he's looking like he can't see. He's looking up like he's looking into the sun and it just, it's just bad. It's just
2: terrible. And then DDP he's sends clapp- him to he's the top.
0: Clapping, yeah. Like he's cheerleading. Then they're, well, and- they're, 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 they're trying to set, tables up on the top like in the middle of a cage on like chain on like a, you know so the table's all like
2: wobbling yeah. and janky and all that stuff like yeah. it's about to fall over it like makes no and sense i don't know if you'll they're notice putting... like when that when that cage comes down it's like inches from the damn announce table like they they yeah oh yeah had to plan that like just perfect because they're even saying like chain link we can touch the chain link and you look at them and like they're right there on it, like it, there's no space for anything out there.
1: Yeah, it just seemed like it, it, it was so dangerous to even do this. And there are dangerous <laughs> spots in, in in professional wrestling. We've seen it, you know. We've we've seen it done safe, safely. Mm-hmm. This is not that. There mm-hmm. is any point, any time where they had outside of that second-tier cage, was like five feet of space That's to it. work it's it, it's like it's a damn scaffold match at that point
2: and the and the third cage is worse you've got maybe just foot room when you're standing like off of it going into it where mm-hmm. the, the guitars are at and then on top you're you can't even like you saw david Arquette laying across the top of the the top mm-hmm. piece looking down like his feet are hanging over the side like yeah. he's looking over like if, if someone falls they're going off that son of a bitch and they're not <laughs> they're not getting back up. Um, ain't going to be
0: happy. You
2: know, and like they're going in the crowd, they're going in something. Like there's no room for any any room for error there. And I mean kudos to Jarrett and DDP for what they did. I mean the match wasn't great. Like it just wasn't, but uh, it's probably the wrong two guys to really have in that kind of match. But I feel like it's like I said earlier, like they threw this together last minute. Cause the movie's yep. coming out and they're like, we got to, we, we got to tie into the movie, but the movie would already been out like three weeks and it freaking tanked. Yeah. So like, why, I mean, why would you even do it? I mean, I get why you're doing it, but you've already missed opening weekend. There's no, you're not going to get anything from it. Um, and then just the guitar room was a dead giveaway that there's going to be something screwy at the top with Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Um, The canyon spot was super distasteful in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Um, With all the things that had – like, to me, like, if it had been in any other arena in the world, it probably wouldn't have been as distasteful. But you throwing a guy off of a cage onto a ramp and indenting that ramp – He doesn't move either. He doesn't move. He lays there like Jesus, almost on a cross. Like, his legs are contorted and all this stuff. Like – there's probably some of the same fans that were at over the edge in 99 at this show. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh my God, is this, is this the same thing? Like, but then you're like sitting there as a fan. I, I, at the time, you know, I'm not old enough, to really know the difference. I'm 13, I guess, but I'm like now sitting back on am like man, that, that was bullshit. And Russo knew that better than anybody. That was bullshit because he that, was there when Owen died. And yeah. I, to me in Russo's book and brain, he was like, let's capitalize on a real angle with something that will get people talking and it was just super super distasteful, and all that i know i jumped ahead on that but it's it's just it taints the whole it, it makes a, a a show that sucks even more suck yeah
3: yeah this show's and, not
2: good but that 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 just ruins it even more and shivani's yeah. got to sit there and call it and be like we'll have an update on canyon tomorrow night on nitro like
1: yeah, and it and it's like you don't even know at that point whether they're really trying to work you or whether it's an actual shoot. And then when when you start to think about that, you start to think about, oh, this happened last this happened last May. We're yep. in May. It it hasn't even been a year and we're doing this spot and, and
2: even <sighs> even worse thinking about it, if you think back to Jeff Jarrett standing on top of that cage
3: hmm
2: owen hart was one of his best friends in the business and he's yeah. having to stand up there and celebrate a world title win and he's probably looking up like man owen wasn't far from where i'm standing right now and then mm-hmm. i've just had to sell this angle where they threw a guy off the top of the cage mm-hmm. and mike awesome looks like he couldn't give a shit he's trying to beat up ddp and like oh, i mean it's
0: bullshit It's, it's bullshit it's just it's it's, it's done yeah
2: and no one and no one even cared that Jarrett won at that point. You you just stole all the steam from Jarrett winning. You stole all the steam from Arquette turning. You t- you stole all the steam from the match itself and put well, it on a, an angle that's not going anywhere anyway.
3: And
0: we have two guys that aren't even that aren't even involved in the match. Like yeah. if, he, if, so, if, if if Jarrett throws DDP, it makes sense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but why is Austin throwing Canyon? Or why? Awesome throws or
2: DDP to help Jarrett win the match. Y- y- yeah. You know? Or,
0: vice versa, you know, whoever you want to go over, whatever. But, like, it just doesn't make any sense.
2: Or Arquette pushes DDP. That made even more sense instead of him yep. laying up there and just hitting with a guitar. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. It, it just, the whole show, and then you get that on top of it. It's just like yeah. crap sandwich after crap sandwich. It's just, it's the drizzling shits. Like, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. There's no diaper to contain that much shit. Like it's that bad. Like it, it's there's no there's no contain in it.
1: No. Oh yeah, Jeff Jarrett won cuz David Arquette turned. Nobody cared.
2: No, and Not they were just glad person. David Arquette was gone at that point. Yeah. I think he appears one more time, doesn't he? With <laughs> Oh,
1: him. he sure does. Mhm. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> I'll already tell you right now, it is New Blood Rising because he appears in the absolutely infamous Judy Bagwell on a forklift match.
2: Right. Dude, WCW in two thousand. I don't see how they're not like on top of the business. Right. Like, I I don't see how they went out of business at all. Mm. Someone tell me
1: that. Yeah.
2: But okay. I, I just don't know, man. Like that that the triple cage was a gimmick they didn't need. It was overbooked. The whole show was overbooked it was just i don't know the way to say it it's just shit like like we mm-hmm. we do redeemed or ruined on wrestling ruined and this is a huge ruined i told the guys before i recorded this today the worst pay-per-view anything we've watched on our show is uncensored 1995 and this is either worse or right there at it like it's yes. it, this <laughs> this slamboree is a. Uh, freaking abomination for wrestling pay-per-view it's the card bad. sucks it's it's like a thunder a thunder with an extra hour is the be- best way to say it I, it's not good
0: i think this is the worst wrestling show i've watched in 10 years i think this oh, is it I, ooh. I really do
1: i'm gonna have you beat on that one because i've seen I'd heroes rather, of wrestling a couple of times now okay i'd rather
0: watch that than this Why? I, I would rather die. watch that i would rather watch i was just want to say that i'd rather watch heroes of wrestling than this no
1: no. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to that. Cause um, I've seen it in every match. Now, I guess if you look at it with the grand scheme of things, and you're comparing the two side, side by side there, there is, you know, this fact that WCW is, you know, the number two, the number two wrestling promotion in America. And you have names that are capable of all, all of these great matches and then you look at something like Heroes of Wrestling, and you have these guys that are over the hill, shouldn't be wrestling, just there off of their namesake and just the spectacle of who they used to be.
0: But, and then, but you, you, you know that going into it. Mm, this, is, yeah. this is being billed as, you know, or the, like you said to, to, at the top of the show, hey, before you even watch this pay per view, buy our, buy our next one.
3: Well, uh, yes. and here here's okay. the other
2: here's the other thing about this show and it it's just amazing to me that like they they build this you know and tied into ready to rumble like that whole ending and that whole match taints the fucking movie too because if like the movie is anything like that match people aren't going to want to watch that movie like i mean if you're billing that as anything and david arquette's tied to it you've you just turned off all the wrestling fans you turn them off with yeah, that spot like, you turn them off with him being anything in that match for real like it just it i don't know man i would rather watch a heroes of wrestling because those guys are out there just trying to make a paycheck this is a funny. company thinking they're putting out a quality product yeah. they think they're putting on a good show and that show is dog shit it's terrible mm-hmm. and vince russo wants to sit there and say oh well i i booked for ratings i popped ratings like you killed the company by your hot shot freaking booking and you're no caring about your wrestlers. Like, I mean, I mean, Vince McMahon let Mick Foley went off that cage one time and he never let that happen again. Except Mm -hmm. when he went through it at no way out 2000. And that was when the the cage, it was gimmick. It was prepared for like, he would have never done that after Owen Hart huh. died like that and they're not in no. that damn arena and Vince Russo can sit there and say, well, I didn't, I didn't even realize, I didn't, I didn't think about it. That's horseshit. You were trying to book it mm. as shock value because it's in the same arena where Owen Hart died. He yep. can't tell yep. me any different. Yep.
1: yep. And Absolutely he's,
2: correct. he's trash as well. Like he, he thinks he's some God to wrestling, but without Vince McMahon, and it and could be like Jeff said, Vince McMahon cinema him an inside job to kill WCW, and he did a damn good job of killing it.
0: That's that's honest to God what I think. No, no, I, I still don't think his booking is any good anyway, because, no. we, listen, we all love the attitude era, but that that's actually what killed wrestling. But the attitude era is, is, is actually what killed wrestling, because it was Jerry Springer wrestling, you know, that was the time back in those days, and that's what you got, Jerry Springer-type wrestling stuff, but... And, yeah, and I, I, I think he, yeah, go
2: ahead, go ahead. I'll agree with you because I've, I've listed my mission lately has been to watch. I started watching every Raw from 93 through it to the end of the Monday Night Wars because I missed a lot of the nitros because I was a WWE guy. But, um, man, some of those attitude error Raws that I looked through with rose colored glasses, man, are, are, are shit like the bookings just as bad as some of this stuff. I mean, at yes. least there's yeah. people doing stuff And the main angle that they have with Austin I and mean, McMahon is, is keeping that ship right. But like you look at some of the undercard stuff, they flip flop it around. Like it's crazy. The things they do, but no one talks about it because they don't remember that stuff. They just remember the Austin. They remember rock. They remember DX. Yeah. That's all they remember. They don't remember friggin mark henry I and May young having I, a hand yeah <laughs> and stuff like no, that no
0: yeah no, public no, enemy I, I getting
2: bloodbath and beat the shit out of on heat and things Man, like that like
0: fantastic yeah oh, i mean but, you know, th- you'd l- you'd re- physically beat up, like in real life um yeah I, again I, I love the attitude there uh, don't get me wrong but again like you said there's that killed wrestling there's a lot of bad stuff like there's a lot no, of bad stuff
2: the hot shot and, like, just for shock value, things that they did in that era really did hurt it. I mean, we talked about Sean Stasiak as fucking meat, and, like, they (laughs) thought that was a good gimmick with the Pretty Mean Sisters. I mean, like, that was terrible. Like, I mean, and then Jeff Jarrett's in good housekeeping matches and wrestling with China, which he's doing what he's supposed to do. I mean, they were entertaining, but, like, do you think people thought that was a genuine match? No.
0: Well, again, I mean, Stone Cold worked out thank god but again you're talking ringmaster and chili mcfreeze
2: i mean no, they no. tried to ruin him they tried to cut his uh vocals out before they he was even allowed to show them i mean yeah. and even some of the undertaker stuff in 99 i don't know if you guys have watched any of that lately but man that that shit is horrible he's like at mm-hmm. vince mcmahon's house trying to kidnap stephanie mcmahon and all this other stuff and
0: well well well, well and he then he where to stephanie
2: yesterday. yeah
0: and, and then he he kidnapped her and then Cruise Surprise across. The then he hangs <laughs> the
2: big boss man at WrestleMania 15. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and then Big Boss Man's back in three weeks with a scar around his neck that freaking vanishes in two weeks. Like, I yeah. mean, which like is, the continuity was which, terrible. So good. Which is
0: great, but bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, I get wrestling is subjective, but I don't think anyone anywhere in the world can sit here down and watch this show and tell you there's one redeeming quality about it. Except maybe Ric Flair ripping Shane Douglas a new one in his promo. That was that was probably the highlight. None of the, and I gave Hogan and, and Billy Kidman the match of the night, but man, they won't great. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just you just picking the, the shiniest turd out of the bunch, and that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, the next show we're gonna watch, I, I, I think is pretty on par, other than maybe one. We're looking at judgment day two thousand and Four, on our next retro review, um, mm. opens with Mysterio and RVD versus the Dudleys, and then caps off with um, Eddie Guerrero defending the WWE title against JBL. This is the um, infamous Eddie Guerrero blade job, yeah. Um, that uh, and this is our first TVMA review here on the channel, so I'm really excited for
2: that. Uh, for mature audiences only that blood man he hit that he hit that gusher in that that was that was bad um i I will say though um any match with rvd and mysterio and the dudleys is probably pretty good except it's during the dudleys hill run so their work during that hill run was not great um jbo had his best best matches he ever had with uh with with Eddie Guerrero like he lived off of that yeah. for the next yeah. few years like yeah I love Eddie Guerrero I mean he he's hands and heads and shoulders above pretty much any talent that's out there today um and it, it sucks that he got taken away you know early but like he put mm-hmm. JBL on the map if he did anything he he made JBL and made him a heel for the next four years uh well, he put him there he looked he legitimized
0: them. Is
2: what he did. Yeah. And like, I mean, he told him he'd get him over, and he got him over.
1: I mean, JBL did give Eddie Guerrero's mom a heart attack, so <laughs> and I mean, he that's... tried to
2: tried to stop immigration at the border, which is. Oh. <laughs> you almost think Vince Russo was booking again, but he wasn't. Oh man, um,
1: but we're welcoming the guys from No Disqualifications podcast next week. Um, so be on the lookout for that next week. That's May eighth. Um, but in closing, Travis, where can they find you? What do you got going on next? Uh, uh we just, what, what's
2: up? Uh, well, you could find me on the Twitter at, at Travis Lasseter. Um, that's my personal one where I am currently bashing Ryback right back until he, uh, blocks me on every Twitter feed he has. Um, uh, you can also find us at wrestling ruin. We just, uh, we're still continuing to trek through 95. We're just a couple of shows away from, well people regard as one of the worst wwe pay-per-views of all time king of the ring 1995 we're having fun with that one trying to figure out why in the hell bulldog owen luger yoko Zuner are not even on the card for that show um it's it's a fun trick but uh you can follow us uh at wrestling ruined on twitter facebook um you can look us up on the itunes and the spotify same thing um uh, me eddie and brandon have a pretty good time uh going through 95 uh, nitro's getting ready to come up so we're gonna be incorporating some more of that in there uh and we just dropped an episode yesterday for uh raw as our 28th episodes we're moving on down the line there it's uh gonna be creeping up on two years before you know it so us doing this so
3: um
2: but uh it's fun sit there and uh trash talk brandon and eddie a little bit and me and brandon have a competition going on right now we're about to have a contest for our uh he has a podcast uh, championship of the world and I am his mm. current challenger. So we've been cutting promos on our uh, Facebook page against each other. So I'm trying to, I got to do my rebuttal. Um, I was going to go to his house today while he's not there. Cause he's at the NW, sh- the NWA show in Kentucky and cut a promo in front of his door. Um, right? and, like I was going to oh do something, but, uh, but, that'd be but,
3: great. Uh, but Please. I, but
2: I did not have the time to do it, but uh, he, he won't be well. home till late tomorrow. So if he, he may he may have a surprise when I put up my rebuttal, yeah. but it, yeah, it's fun. Go. I mean, like I love wrestling, man. Like I like coming and hanging out with you guys and doing this too, and uh, get the crap on a different era, which is this is the next era we plan on covering. So I'm getting a head start on WCW 2000. So um, do do it. Why yeah. Why would you do it?
3: I <laughs> mean, no, just, it's it's just, called
2: wrestling right. ruined for a reason. We gotta we gotta make fun of it. Uh, but there's also the good too, man. Like I, I listened to Eddie's Eddie's episode with you guys on Takeover Dallas. And uh, I was good. I I was a huge fan of the black and gold brand. Um, I actually went to WrestleMania 33 in Orlando and went to take over Orlando. And that was still one of the best shows I probably have seen. I mean, it wasn't one of the greatest NXT shows, but, um, just that vibe, like when Eddie, Eddie and me went to the cruiserweight classic, we went to all that stuff down there that, uh, oh. at full sale. And it was, it was, it was tremendous. So, um, uh, I enjoy being with you guys, so maybe you guys will have me back as long as I don't scare off too many people with all my uh, profanities and such
1: oh, I'm sure we're joining <laughs> in right with you so um it's a formal invitation though um next month we're doing great american bash um oh. which which will uh work to get you on uh um, just got to make sure all the dates line up with you
2: any any old w c w stuff uh yeah i'm I'm down for it we it's, we're a, it's gonna, a nice refresher, course, in the craptitude of uh, 2,000.
1: Well, we are running the gauntlet here for 2,000 shows because we're going to have that. Then after that is Bash the Beach, uh, which we will for sure have you on for that uh, in July. And then after that, we have the aforementioned New Blood Rising. So,
2: oh,
3: um,
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're up for it, we'd love to have you <laughs> on and make you run the gauntlet with oh. us.
2: I'll do it. Uh, is, isn't right. it? Isn't it a thing like that? New the new blood isn't even a thing by New Blood Rising. Like, have it? Isn't it pretty much gone yeah. at that point? They have a uh, pay per view named after a group that's already pretty much gone.
0: That's not. Don't that's not spo- rising don't, anymore. Don't spoil <laughs> the episode for
2: crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> don't pull uh,
1: the, don't pull the curtain back here.
2: Oh man, I uh, Travis, uh, oh. Travis
0: on here making sense.
2: Uh, I'm just saying, man. Like that's they fair. should have changed yeah. they could change they can't change the poster of Buff Bagwell. They could change the name of the pay-per-view if they need to. I mean, come on. God
1: damn. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. Uh Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine?
0: Uh Jeff M Hall One. Nice and simple. Jeff M. Hall is taken.
1: Another one. Um, well guys, that's it. Uh, be sure to find us on all of your socials. That's WP Pod One. Head on over to our Teespring page. We are still running our twenty five percent off deal through the end of the month. Use WP Ads as your promo code to do that. That is in celebration of us being monetized by Anchor via Spotify. So big deal there for us, only having been on for just a short amount of time. But um, so. Uh, make sure, uh, make sure you subscribe, share with your friends. Head on over to Wrestling Ruin. Check out Travis and the guys. Um, we'll we'll definitely be seeing them. Hoping to get Brandon on. I know he said that he doesn't have time. You know, out, outside of what yeah, you guys he, are doing, but
2: you find an old JCP show and Brandon will Brandon will come on. That's that's his sweet spot of wrestling. Eighty seven, eighty eight, something like that. Oh, he, uh, he'll yeah, he'll be be all about it. He's he a huge he Hogan is. Mark as well. He, he won't. His freaking name on a uh, PlayStation is Lana mania. So you you can't tell me he's not a Hogan Mark. Um, but yeah, you you, you go to that sweet spot. I can. I can. We could probably talk Brandon into coming on. Sounds
0: sounds like he know, Sounds like he knows what he's talking about, brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He'll rip on Hogan now. Don't 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 don't. Don't think he won't. Like he he's totally about <laughs> the Hogan's penis and Terry Bollea's penis. So he'll he'll crack some jokes about that. Yeah.
1: Um before we head off, uh give us uh give us a one Davy Richards jerk squad uh theme song there if you <laughs> wanna. Uh
2: Davy Richards jerk
1: squad. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, he he just, missed the show, so I couldn't confirm uh, about it. Yeah, so well, mad uh lucky, lucky him. All right. <laughs> uh Uh, that's all we've got for this one. Uh, Travis, Jeff, and myself, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next retro review.